0: And now it's time for the Shaken Blake Show with Blake Cropper. Uh, 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 imagine the Shaken
1: Blake ball. It's just our faces on Bill Snyder Family Stadium. Blah, blah, blah.
0: And John Grove. Uh, if if K State plays the way they can, uh, this team can go really far. Oh, that sounded incredibly weak, but uh, all, all more coming up. <laughs> We tried we tried our best. We tried our best. And then All if, right, if, John. If you guys were wondering, uh Blake was playing his uh, bass guitar and he, he was showing yeah. out the uh the the intro that we do for our live TV, for our live shows.
1: Yeah, I've I've kind of been pondering, John, whether or not I should put the I don't put like the that intro in our like online like our episodes that don't go live on Wildcat 91.9 so I mean it is pretty sick so I've been thinking about maybe putting it in but I
0: don't I, had, know. I had little to no idea that you played the bet ba- that you played any type of guitar I thought you were just an all-around saxophone.
1: Yeah so um, in my freshman year of high school um, so a couple of years before that um, I. Grandpa bought my dad a guitar cuz he tried to learn like when he was really young and he just gave up. So he got him one and it just sat in our like house for a little while. And uh one day I was just like I'm just going to learn how to play the guitar. Like I would just had the biggest surge of motivation I've ever had in my life for anything. I played like after school for like a few hours like every single day doing the most basic like it was just so like unmusical and <laughs> remedial, but eventually I got pretty good. Uh, I played consistently through high school. I got like, okay. And then I kind of just like have been staying at the same level I've been at since my senior year of high school, which is like solidly not bad. Um, but anyway, that is you totally kicking, unrelated.
0: You, you were it's, kicking it though. You were, it didn't thank sound like Thank
1: Thank you. Yeah, I tried my best. I tried my best. Anyway, well, this is quite, this has been quite an intro for our, our 50th episode. John, it's our 50th episode.
0: Oh my God. It feels
1: like we've been doing this forever and we're, haven't been doing it very long but it's our 50th I can, episode.
0: I can already see the gray the grayness in my hair.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're 50, so man, I, I we're going to um take the time to get all schmaltzy and kind of reminisce on uh what our past 50 episodes. But uh before that, first of all, um we're going to be doing a and a a little bit after this. We'll do a very quick Texas Tech recap. I know, I'm sure if you've wanted to hear about a Texas tech recap, you've listened to the other great K-State podcasts that are out there, but we'll just share our thoughts real quickly. Um, Talk about K-State volleyball and soccer. That game just actually just ended for volleyball as we're recording this. And then we'll do a Q and a, which if you want, if we ever do a Q and a again, which we will, uh, you want to follow us on Twitter at shakingblake seven, eight, five. So you can ask us all the spiciest questions that we can answer. Was the moon landing real, John?
0: Uh, <laughs>
1: It shouldn't take you this long to answer. <laughs> yes, that's a, okay. I like that answer. But before that, let's let's just do a very quick Texas Tech recap. First of all, future me, can I can we get a flashback to my score prediction that I made last Friday? Yeah, I'm gonna go thirty eight, twenty seven. Anyway, I was very, very, very close. I said 38 27 K State. It was 37 28. So I was two points off. That was pretty solid. Uh, I let definitely me, take that.
0: Let me think. It was for me, it was uh 31 to 20. Yeah. So I was one touchdown off for both teams. So I, I well, I believe it was 31 20. It might have been 31 twenty. I think it was
1: 3120, because I think we had the same score at like differential.
0: But well, um I was one touchdown off for both games. <laughs> yeah,
1: and the, yeah, because Tech decided to go for two for some reason at the end, even though it didn't really, it wouldn't have changed the outcome at all. Anyway, that's besides the point. Kind of the the recap for me of this game is just it wasn't a perfect game, um, but it was still a quality win against a really good team. Even though you know they're still building with their uh, first year head coach Joe McGuire, that is a good football team. They've got some really talented guys on their team. And, you know, I know the second and third quarters were really brutal. Um, There were some definitely some spots where the game was starting to get out of hand uh, for K-State. But, you know, 340 rushing yards, four turnovers on defense. And those turnovers, I mean, I think people will forget how impactful those turnovers are. Um, The thing that stood out to me really for this game, John, is the difference between this game and the Oklahoma game because the Oklahoma game, we were pretty consistent about nickel and diming Oklahoma down the field. We didn't have too many crazy explosive plays like we did against tech. Um, but at this game, I mean, we were just so inconsistent. Uh, we had like 24 yards of offense in the second quarter, but you know, we, we stayed in the game with our huge explosive plays from Adrian Martinez and Deuce Vaughn. And, you know, I mean, this team is versatile and it can win a lot of different ways. The defense is going to be the defense in the Defense is going to help us win games because they're so consistent and they're one of the best in the Big 12.
0: And, you know, Ford, playing a, playing a team like Texas Tech, Texas Tech is um, – they're no, they're no stranger to witnessing these top 25 teams. I believe this is their fourth top 25 team that they've played out of five games. Um, so they they are well accustomed to that. Um, but ultimately, it wasn't the prettiest win, uh, but but it was a big win for K-State. Uh, Martinez, of course, twelve of 19, 116 yards, uh, one passing touchdown as well. We'd love to see that um, as as well as uh, twelve carries, one hundred seventy-one yards. I mean, I mean, you got Deuce Vaughn just being Deuce Vaughn, obviously twenty-three carries, one hundred seventy yards, still without a touchdown over the past few games. And Adrian just kind of keeps stealing so his stealing his <laughs> So it, it, overall, it was a great game for those two, especially um, just breaking out the run game. I believe our longest runs, both of which were sixty-nine. Yeah. Uh, so nice. really, really nice performance. Really nice. Um, uh, so really nice performance, uh, but by, by those two, by, by those two guys, and um, you know the defense, the defense just came out all clutch. Without a doubt. Khalid Duke, Felix, Enideke, Uzama both came away with three sacks, uh, two turnovers, I believe two interceptions, and when one fumble. I haven't I haven't looked at the overall deep defensive stats uh when it came to the turnovers, but I do know Donovan Smith did throw two interceptions. Um, but you know, the writing was on the wall for Texas Tech to make a few mistakes up end, and K-State uh really managed to capitalize tech. Uh, on texas tech's turnovers uh late in the game
1: yeah uh, i mentioned the differences between the oklahoma game and the texas tech game the one thing that stayed the same was our start to the game i mean we obviously have a really good game plan coming into these games and we look really confident um but i mean i was telling you on the sidelines john when you know our third drive we're in the red zone again we can't capitalize we get a few penalties you know when we have a long drive wow my ac just went completely quiet and that was so shocking anyway (laughs) <laughs> we, we our third drive we kick another field goal to go up 13 nothing and i like i can already feel like we need to get touchdowns there we're inside the 10 yard line our offense is flowing like it's not always going to be like this texas tech is going to adjust they're going to you know make they're going to um you know adjust to the game and you know start moving the ball down the field and start stopping us and that's exactly what happened but i mean luckily i mean john this game I don't think I remember it being this tight, but maybe that's because I was just like working and I was, you know, kind of caught up and stuff. But I mean, it's 20 to 20 at the end of the third quarter. The only thing we had going offensively that whole entire quarter was a 69 yard run by Deuce Vaughn. And then that miraculous bobble catch by Philip Brooks, um, which, I mean, there is definitely some luck involved in that. And then Texas tech on their next drive, um, uh, you know, makes an insane one-handed catch from Trey Cleveland. They're in the red zone. They're driving. They're ready to take the lead, and it gets pretty scary. You're definitely getting super worried there. But I mean, we get the sack. You know, it's third and long. They don't convert. Their kicker misses a field goal, and then we're driving after that huge Adrian Martinez touchdown. Um, one thing I don't see people talking about, John, is uh, can we just like give a slow clap for the fact, a slow clap for the fact that we ran a flea flicker. So we try. We it. Failed miserably, but I respect. I, it was like it was a good time to run a flea flicker too. You're at midfield, second and five. Like you're not too worried if it doesn't work out. So uh, you know, congrats but to Colin Klein. Weapon. I'm sure Bill Snyder was very disappointed, but uh, the fans loved it.
0: Look, but I, I will admit the play calls were a little bit were a little bit tight. Thought we could, uh, thought things could have been a little more uh, fluid when it came to to down the field pro, uh, production. Uh, with Adrian Martinez, along with some of the other options that were there, you know, we we've seen the likes of Philip Brooks, uh, um, Malik Knowles find ways, and as well as Ben Sinek find ways to move the ball further down the field. But you know, when you when you're around the third, uh, when you're around the thirty or forty yard line, when it's third and short, you just keep on, you just keep do uh, putting yourself in a in a tight formation if you keep handing it off to Deuce, and you know Texas Tech. I mean, they're going to spend all the, all the time in the world uh, going after Deuce Vaughn. Um, I, I mean, even in the sec, midway through the second quarter, it wasn't it wasn't the best start for his sakes. Uh, Texas Tech just absolutely gushed him up down the middle. Uh, I believe he caught the ball in which at one point it looked like it was going to be a really scary injury after the turnover. Um, but but uh, really since then, uh, the Texas Tech run defense, they kind of, they, they kind of gassed out a little bit. They were bringing all, I mean, they were bringing all guys in like almost every single play. I mean, it was a blitz. I mean, they, they were bringing on a lot of players. Um, but you know, when, when you see a lot of gaps open up, you're going to see a lot more runs from Vaughn and Martinez. And uh, what, what I believe the, what, what was the, was it 69 yards from Martinez in the, on the final run, or was it the first run? of the game, but it was, yeah, they were both
1: play. super long yards, but so. it was,
0: but, but, but the final score from Martinez, uh, you just see him, uh, sprinting towards the end zone. You also got Deuce Vaughn on the side, uh, providing the extra block. Um, it, it just like, I mean, that was a beautiful picture, uh, just seeing that come out, but, um, it ultimately this is, this is a good win for K state, especially in a bounce back, uh, a bounce back, um, from beating Oklahoma and Norman, uh, finding a way to to respond kind of kind of similar to texas tech when they had to bounce back from a very big win over texas as well
1: yeah i mean to be fair i mean we never gave up the lead in this game um i think it's a good that we you know we're able to see a game where we we started out hot we struggled we were able to adjust and we came back we persevered we won would have been good you know at the end to recover an onside kick and just make it nice and easy but hey go ahead
0: john I mean, we saw this with Oklahoma as well. K-State capitalized off his first two drives. Oklahoma, I believe, with Yoise Marvin Rims, uh, their wide receivers just got open and they they were just out sprinting K-State secondaries. Uh, and they they responded back with, with two scores of their own. So, you know, kind it like K-State will always kind of get off to these hot starts and hopefully against Iowa State, K-State can receive a ball so as they can really dictate the outcome of this game as well. Um, but you know, um, the, the defense, the defense did their part, uh, to win this game. And especially when Texas tech was, uh, moving, moving the ball down, uh, when Texas tech was moving down the field, uh, they were just seeing Xavier, Y, Trey Cleveland find, find many ways to just torch K-State's, um, K-State secondary. I believe Trey Cleveland, he was the one who came up with the, uh, highlight, highlight catch in the, what was it? Second or third quarter
1: the third quarter and maybe it might have even been in the fourth quarter, but yeah, echo Do like had one of his hands down and he just used the other one to go out and take it. Yeah. That was a, yeah. Near the end of the third quarter. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That was a huge turning point for um, Texas tech. What, what could have been it.
0: It was on a deep sideline route. And I mean, he just made one of the most impressive one handed catches. I mean, that covered 58 yards given that there was a pass interference as well, but ultimately Texas tech, They they were going to not only make you – they were not only going to throw those short passes like we've seen in the past few games. Um, Of course, Donovan Smith, 34 of 48, uh, 359 yards and two touchdowns. Um, He's not only going to go for short passes, but he's going to take his chances as well going deep. And, you know, late in the game didn't necessarily – didn't necessarily help him uh, with K-State secondaries being ready and prepared. Um, with with the likes of uh, Josh Hayes, uh, Kobe Savage, um, just just some of the guys right there. But we'll be willing to make turnovers like that.
1: Yeah. So um obviously, there's a lot more to talk about this, but we wanted to keep it brief. Um, we're obviously going to uh, preview Iowa State. Uh, we go live on Wildcat 91.9 Friday at 6 p.m. But let's let's just do one quick thing, John. So obviously, 343 rushing yards is a lot. Um, and that quarterback run game has just been so effective for us against OU and especially against Tech. Oh, my goodness. It just it felt like it couldn't be stopped. So, I mean, Iowa State's looking at this game and they're probably thinking to just load the box and, you know, try to stop the QB run game. Do you think that's going to open up the pass game for us? And maybe we, um, you know, find some more explosive plays with our on the receiving end uh, next week in
0: Ames. I believe they did hold KU to around two to three yards per run. Uh, back in Lawrence this past Saturday, so um, definitely need to get 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 your main targets. If you're my Adrian Martinez on point for this one, uh, whether it's Phillip Brooks, Malik Knowles, uh, Ben Sennett as well. Um, uh, just uh, find the find up. Uh, man, I cannot talk today. Find many opportunities to create the passing game, and let just let it go. Let let it rip at times like we said all always in the past the defense can take a turnover too and you know but it didn't net it, it was from the texas tech game they were placed in a little bit of a bad position le- leading to texas tech scoring and racking up a few points but um but if k-state's able to get get going uh especially when it uh Pinning, pinning uh, Iowa State further and further back against their own walls. Um, we could see a very uh, likely result compared to the past compared to the past two games. So obviously you want to have the offense um, find, find strides, um, and maybe even if Iowa State kind of, is kind of similar to Texas Tech where they had a great run D at times, but you know they're going to gas out at the end. In case they continues to use Martinez and Vaughn as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think we'll save the talk on going doing some Big 12 stuff, especially with KU, for later in the question and answer, because I see that there's some questions that will provoke some thoughts on uh, KU football. So I think we'll cross that bridge when we get there, John. So let's go ahead and talk quickly about uh, K-State soccer. Um, their last game was against TCU, and they fell 1-0. TCU is a top 10 soccer team in the country. They're really yeah. good. I mean, I remember my freshman year, John, one of the like fond memories I have of K-State soccer is K-State takes a two-goal lead super early against, like I think they were like, like sixth or something at the time. And yeah. unfortunately, TCU scores two goals. We go to extra time and they score a golden goal, which is really unfortunate. But statistically looking at this game, John, I mean, K-State looked pretty comparable. They're fairly similar in shots, managed to get a decent amount up. You know, Alayda Warmar gets four saves. It's just that one goal by Shailen Hubbard in the 43rd minute that made the difference. And that's just kind of how soccer goes sometimes.
0: And it looked, at, and it looked as well early on that Kaylee Thornhill, uh, could have gotten a goal from the left side as well. Um, I believe she missed about, I think she missed about right, like around six yards, but, um, you know, a few good opportunities, but TCU TCU is going to be really good. Um, I feel, yeah, you said take particularly lead around the 43rd minute, um, Chaelan Hubbard. They ran down to uh, a K-State clearance attempt as well. Uh, TCU held a 19 to eight advantage in total shots, uh, including a four nine to four lead in shots on goal as well.
1: Yeah, which um, K-State soccer's next game is? Uh, I am looking at volleyball <laughs> right now. That's the threw me off at Texas uh, this Thursday, <laughs> or actually, yeah, t- uh, t- Number-
0: this Thursday,
1: which will be. Tonight, as uh, the people are listening to this, probably. Uh, Let's move on to volleyball, John. Um, Last Sunday, get the sweep against Iowa State on ESPNU, which was uh, really good. You know, I I actually managed to work that game, which was a lot of fun. Uh, So what got there five hours early for like a 90-minute volleyball game. But Mm -hmm. it is what it is. I mean, they looked really good. Um, But let's talk about this West Virginia game that just happened. Uh, So you've got all the stats. So I'll just let you uh, have the floor, John.
0: All right, well, I mean, I, I got the the, the the highlighted stats that I have in front of me, but um, K-State responds after a big Sunday win. They come into Morgantown for a midweek match. You, you, I mean, not trying to get out of topic or anything, but doesn't it just seem random that we're going all the way across the country for a midweek volleyball match at this point? Uh, oh, my goodness. I don't know, uh, I don't know but, who
1: makes the volleyball schedule, so.
0: <laughs> no idea. Um, but <laughs> K- casually
1: in Morgantown on a Wednesday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but K-State found a way. Uh, they were down and they were down on all three sets. But they always managed to find a way to come back. I believe they were down 21-18 in the first. Uh, they were down 24. It might have been like 24-19 possibly in, in set two. But K-State wore back um, and took the second set. And then I believe West Virginia they were up seventeen to twelve at one point, but K State um, they just closed the match. Um, I can't remember how big of a run, but they finished on a five zero run. Um, you know, I'll, I'll look this up um, because because K State did go on a on a on a really long run at one point. I'm 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 counting it down here: five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, K- I believe K State went on an 11-1 run uh to end the match uh so it was absolutely it was absolutely impressive uh for k-state volleyball um getting your second straight sweep that'll, that'll really help you when it comes to building some momentum especially while well, you have a bye this upcoming weekend um but then you come in like <laughs> play, you, play, you play goliath of all of all volleyball teams and number one texas next wednesday
1: yeah, I mean, they're definitely going to need to use that week of preparation uh, very well, John. I mean, the big thing that stands out in the stats, too, is, uh, I mean, 10 blocks to five K-State led over West Virginia. Getting blocks like that is obviously huge. You're holding West Virginia to 075 hitting percentage, which is uh, not very good. Um, so, I mean, again, to get two sweeps in a row, especially after you were on a five-game losing streak before that, um, you know, it's really good to build that confidence, you know, and you've got – Got a big, big competition coming up at Texas, and then you have TCU at home the following Saturday, October fifteenth.
0: And you didn't necessarily have to use Shaley Myers as uh, as much as well. I mean, you had Elena Bacca and Sydney Boulding, both leading both leading K State with eight kills. So um, good performances on their part, especially a, a bounce back performance for Elena Baca. Uh at, at times she looked a little bit shaky against Iowa State. Uh, she responded in a big way. So. Um ultimately, I feel like I always say ultimately. Uh, but you know, another big win for K-State, especially in Morgantown, and not the best situation, because I mean that it it you know a lot of volleyball players, they kind of get the this is what my dad told me. He coaches volleyball. So but they'll get a they'll get a different type of feeling in but in the size of the arena that they play in. So K-State used to play at TCU's. A little recreational center um, that they used to have for volleyball. It's a big difference when you're playing in a small arena, like like a little recreation center, to playing in a big giant ball basketball arena, like the WVU Coliseum, which is just is just ginormous. Like like when you when you go inside, the roof is really high. Uh, there's a lot of seats over there. Uh, I just find that as one of the more interesting aspects uh, of college volleyball with, with a size, with a volleyball arena sizes that you'll play in at times. So uh, anyways, just a big, a big win for K-State. And now now you'll get, get your, get your team rested up before you play Texas on Wednesday.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, that does make sense that, you know, the size of the arena and your perception of everything is definitely a lot different compared to if you're playing to something like, you know, even like Ahern to Bramlage. You know, there's Mm -hmm. a big difference there. Um, So I think we've gotten everybody caught up on uh, K-State Sports, Texas Tech Recap, soccer, volleyball. So, um, John, let's take a quick break, and then we can officially begin the celebration of our 50th episode. And we're back here on the Shaken Blake Show with Blake Crawford and John Grove. Um, Here, it's our 50th episode. We're celebrating. By uh, we sent out the call for to answer your questions, and we got some good ones. We'll get into those. Uh, John, I just want to first, if you don't know, kind of like how the show started. So um, it was like fall of 2021. I was at Kedsy Palooza, and which is like a journalism like event. And um, so I talked to Ian Punnett, the faculty advisor for Wildcat 91.9 Student Radio Station. I was like you know, I'd kind of like to join the radio station I think it would be fun. And they had Friday nights open for a radio show. So I was like, cool. I joined the radio station and they're like, you know, you want to do your first episode this Friday. And it was um, before the Oklahoma game in 2021. I was like, sure. So I spent like the entire week, I did an absurd amount of prep. Like it was, I watched the entire Oklahoma versus West Virginia game before that. Took a bunch of notes, rewatched our game against uh, Oklahoma State, went to the message boards and looked at stuff. I picked every single NFL game too, uh, <laughs> and gave reasons why. It was it, it was crazy times, John. We it, I talked about other stuff besides K State sports, um, and like it went okay. Like I was by myself. It was you know I thought I did okay. I'm sure it's, it was so cringe. And then sure. I, I'm like ten. I get, I get I do everything that I've I've had planned out. And there's, I still have to fill for like 10 minutes. And I, I just like mumble and bumble around. And it's probably the cringiest thing ever. You can pay me a million dollars to listen to that. <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, a week later, I do it with my friend. And uh, you had already been working at KC at HGTV, uh, which obviously I was doing going into my second year. You were doing graphics. I was doing audio. And there's like audio on in in our truck is in like a little tiny little booth. And then the graphics is right in front, in front of a like a glass screen. So yep. sometimes John would look back at me, and he would just like,
0: and make we started the- to gag. In the world, I mean, <laughs> I, I I just I just stare behind you. I'd just be I'd just be earning entertainment mainly because <laughs> because I am a type of guy that likes to that likes to make make their day. And you know, uh, see, <laughs> see, seeing you smile like that is just like, dude, how how could you not like it? Like, like oh. come on. I'm, 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 I'm giving you a lot of great, great content.
1: Oh, Yeah, oh yeah, you were already giving me great content, and then uh, I think we were doing like a board show for something.
0: Oh wait, and then I wait, believe soccer. I believe for um. Oh yeah, I might have been for soccer, but g- going back to the uh, audio truck, I still remember I was I was watching college some college football as well before I believe one of our broadcasts um, came up and I put it on the I put it on the computer screen the that, ha- that does the ESPN score bug and i got and i got to show you some of the college football
1: (laughs) (laughs) i remember that
0: games as well so yeah because
1: you can't get wi-fi in that truck like it is so which i mean it's probably for the best so you can actually do your job but anyways um like a little bit later um you're i eavesdrop on you talking to a replay guy and he's talking about how he did a talk show uh, at the radio station you're like well that'd be something cool to do and I was like, I was very desperate because like, I was like, I cannot do another show alone. Like I will die. So uh, I found you on our crew contact list and I was just like, Hey, like, do you want to do this? And you were like, sure. And I was like, sweet. Um, the first,
0: and the first time we met was over at the, was over at the Bosco Student Plaza yeah. over at the Union and 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 I kind of had these vibes when you had the sunglasses on. It like, it's like all right, you. It's like we were making a deal in which like we were coughing up bags of each other. Now you just, just you just brought up a computer and you just kind of laid out the basics. I was like, all right. And then it was Ben. Is, ben is just wrapped up like that. So yeah, uh, t- took a little took a little bit of a while for us to get familiar with each other. Um, but we found we found our footing.
1: i'm sure our first episode is terrible but um yeah we've just we keep we keep sucking and we keep sucking and we keep sucking until eventually we make some content that's like you know not terrible and then it's like we make some somewhat listenable content then maybe someday john will make some good content but who knows anyway the origins of shake and blake is actually obviously you know there's the talladega night stuff but um so uh, if you don't know, I play the saxophone. I play in our school, in the K-State Jazz Band and stuff. So um, the North Texas One O'Clock Lab Band, which is like the number one college jazz band in the nation. Um, I, was, I went through a phase where I watched a lot of their videos and they had a song. They actually had a song called Shake and Blake, which I thought I was like, that's cool. Which someday maybe I'll play that. I think it would be very fitting. But uh, that's where I got the name for the show from. Um, I know there's some motorcycle YouTube channel that also is called Shake and Blake. Um, when we get lawyers, um, they'll definitely be hearing from us. But anyway, um, so we've, I mean, we've done a lot of fun stuff, John, which gets right into our first question here from mm-hmm. Ace Edwards. Thank you so much, Ace. Um, apparently, he hosts uh, a podcast called the Aggieville Alley Cats, whatever that is.
0: What, whatever um, that is. Thank
1: you so much, Ace, for submitting your questions. He's got multiple for us here. But first one is what has been your favorite episode to record so far? There's been a lot of great moments, John
0: oh um, man
1: just to think just to name of a few while you're thinking you know our letters to santa early on those were that was a ton of fun um obviously we had the tribunal ceremony for aoka lee when she broke the uh ncaa record for points in a single game um you know our first episode of willie's archive um we've done a lot of fun stuff john but what comes to mind for you
0: i'd i'd say a willie's archive for the for a nebraska game i think for or maybe the Oklahoma game as well, where um, we just look back and watch some of the greatest greatest moments that really um, that really put K State on the map um, when it uh, and and those certain years as well. So um, I, I'd say that's I'd say def- those are definitely one of my favorite moments as well. I'd probably even go back to recently when you made the horribly cringe
1: game <laughs> the cringiest game show intro ever.
0: Like I, I I was just listening to that. I was like. It's it's still terrible, but I but I'll still listen to it because you because you're because you're still goaded. It was uh, true. <laughs> and then um uh oh and, and then gosh. I'll and then I'll probably I'll probably um I'll probably uh conclude it with um oh uh, what I think well the Texas Tech game last year when we were just making fun of Tim Brando. Oh, uh with that was Peter, a ton of fun. And and you Azuma. I mean, we were just we were just rattling up uh, Felix's name like it was it was no problem at all. Yeah. But before the show, I was like, OK, you got to help me out with this. Even I'm still confused by it as well. Um, so I was just calling him King Felix for the rest of the video. But, oh, dang it. I did. I did. have one more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was it was the last episode of the year when we were in the studio. You're Kim. Your your. Uh, oh, your, yeah.
1: Your our big chilling first? episode
0: yep it was big show and and you know it's like it's not it's not that it's one of it's not one of its one of the best shows but like once when you once when you're done talking about sports you just want to chill out and vibe and just (laughs) like calm down he's like you don't have to you you don't have to do i mean for your sake you don't have to do any audio and stuff like i was
1: (laughs) i was planning on playing audio like I was like, you know, because I thought we would kind of, you know, it was our first like school year of doing a of doing episodes. So I had like a bunch of like stuff from our old shows, and I like our the computer was being slow, and I was like, well, I should probably just restart it because I usually fixes things. And then it was just stuck on it. It was stuck on the loading screen the entire time. Um, who knows? It maybe still is on the loading screen. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, John, I think one of the ones that I think we did really well on was the when uh, our Bruce Weber retrospective after he, you know, got mute, they mutually parted ways. He retired, they fired him, whatever it was. Um, I think we did a pretty good job covering that. I think that was a lot of fun to, you know, I went back and found some of his greatest moments, but um, I think I would also have to say our first episode of Willie's archive. Um, I had a lot of fun making the trailer and just like, you know, looking for all the great K-State moments and goes, you know, cause those are just so much fun to, I get goosebumps still looking at them or watching yeah. them, you know, but,
0: I still remember uh, the Oklahoma, the Oklahoma one we did for Willie's Archive in 2012. that was that was on the same day as some of the biggest storms that were coming into Manhattan, and a lot of people, like this, it was like it was like severe weather, like possibly to- tornadoes a tornado or two would be possible around the area. So oh no, I do have a number one. So it was during the winter and we were we were doing one of a broadcast uh we we were doing one of our shows and it, it, every but the show like what the the show that we were previously about to record the power shuts down oh yeah a few seconds and it pops back up and while every like while the mics and everything were working we were not able to get the recorded episode and I was yeah. a little bit disappointed because I was because I was possibly one of the best best ones, or or it was one of my worst ones. But I don't yeah, know. Who it, knows? It, it's too it's too long. I mean, it's been eighty four years since I,
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> a little. It's been, it, feel it feels right like there. forever ago. Yeah, and we'll definitely. Well, we'll still do. We'll keep doing Willie's archive. We've only done two of them. We will definitely continue that series once um, things calm down, sports wise, in terms of the present action. Once we get into you know, the March, April, Mays. Um, we'll definitely start doing that up again because I highly doubt the March, April, May are going to be as eventful as they were last year because that was absurd. Uh, <laughs> just with the new coaching hire and everything that happened uh, with that, that was that was a ton of fun to cover as well. Um, so uh, if we spend that much time on every question, we're screwed. Uh, another cool. question from Ace here, you he have us a few to work with. Um, if you could pick one player to interview, who would you pick? I'm assuming... I think for this one we'll just say like they can be alive or dead, it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, just any any player.
0: Hmm. I, I I mean I gotta probably go with. Uh, I'd probably even go with. Geez, the way Adrian Martinez just represents himself uh, when it, whenever it comes to press conferences or or even interviews in general. Like he, he's just he's just incredibly mature. What what but stuff that he's been through at Nebraska and the way he like presents himself uh at, as a true character, uh, not only the football field, but to the public as well. Um, I I'd say I'd say that that'd be he'd be he'd be a good option. I'd I'd look at Du Swan as well. I mean, he's ultimately the coach's dream. Um, he is just very, very humble. Um I mean, he he is he he, i'd I'd probably say he is the golden child of college football um but those are i mean of course i'm gonna i'm i, I had to rattle up those two but um they they were they were overall great um i guess maybe another one if we were if we were thinking a long time ago oh uh, i might i might say tyler tyler lockett possibly as well he, i th- when you
1: said a long time ago, I thought you were going to say like Vince Lombardi or something. But
0: that oh, it was like 10 uh, years ago. That was 10 years. <laughs> ago. I got, um, Tyler Walk. It's all relative. I didn't, I did meet Tyler Walker at this one time. Uh, we over at wildcat Creek, one of the one of the, uh, we're up golfing, uh, dri, driving range, a uh, driving range. That's what it is. Um, got to meet him, got to, got to talk a little bit about football. And, uh, he also just, presents himself in a way that that's just in, incredibly professional as well. Um, j- just overall, I mean, you got a lot of guys at K state that, that are, that are willing to not only put up the, the tough work, the, the grit and determination, but you're also going to have players that are going to show tremendous character, tremendous, res- and they're, they're going to have a lot of, a lot of responsibility, um, coming, coming on and being prepared. Dang uh, and i kind of blanked out i kind of went on what i was gonna say
1: <laughs> no you're uh, good you were you were talking for a while okay um man <laughs> for me i feel like adrian martinez is a decent choice but i think he's so good at dealing with the media that you'd have a hard time like getting past like him like just giving like super pr answers you know which there's nothing wrong with that like it, he's you know he's a representative of his brand and the brand of k-state so he's totally in his own right to answer questions in that way, but I feel like for an interview, you'd want somebody who's like a little more laid back, and you can get a little more like personal with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, say, I think Deuce Vaughn would probably be that guy, or yeah. like you just interview like an offensive, you like Cooper Cooper Beebe or somebody like somebody who doesn't get a ton of love. You can just like, Hayden, you
0: know, Hayden Gillum. What? Yeah, yeah. I think he. Well, it wasn't he the one that was mentioning Culver's? As well, or um, oh yeah, have
1: you had Culvers before?
0: I had one ice cream. I, mean, I had one scoop of ice cream in the okay. past, but because
1: like uh, obviously Culvers is it's Culvers in the KC area. KC to,
0: area, kind of kind of a little more up north as well. Because okay. so. like
1: I had Culvers for the first time in Michigan, because like I'd never even heard of Culvers before. They, yeah, their ice cream is really good. Anyway, yeah, I would just even like Dalton Reisner. I think Dalton Reisner would be a ton of fun to interview. Does yeah. somebody like, you know, maybe it's not the most interesting, like, you know, they're not the star player, but I feel like, you know, they don't get a ton of love. So I'm sure they'd love to talk about a bunch of random stuff. And I yeah. would love to just re- ask people random questions. So give some
0: love, give some love to the kickers as well. I mean, <laughs> yeah. What was we that? Get,
1: get, interview Blake Lynch. Yeah. That's my pick. Blake Lynch.
0: Blake Lynch. He...
1: Yeah. I got to inter- Listen, us Blake's got to stick together. There aren't a ton of us. So <laughs> <laughs> we got to give each other some love. Uh... All right. Ace keeping it going here. Who's your early pick for defensive MVP? Man. What do you think, John? <laughs> Excuse me. There's a lot of uh, I mean, the whole team has played amazing. So there's a ton of
0: good options. Uh if if Khalid Duke continues to continues to find ways to not only um further Oh geez, uh, that that's a that's a difficult one. I think Khalid Duke still has a lot of potential. I mean, he's getting a lot more faster, healthier. Um, he, I mean, he's getting is is providing a lot more pressure back. I mean, compared to uh, the first few weeks of a season. But my but my, my top pick is still uh, still King Felix though. I mean, I mean he is, King Felix is just an absolute wall. He is going to bring he's going to bring as much pressure as he wants i mean be, be, nobody on on any offensive line especially texas techs or t or tc's from last year i mean he, he they are not going to be able to they're not going to be able to hold that hold any structure down because he is just gonna completely run through it i mean it's just absolutely he, he is an absolute monster i'd also give austin more austin more uh um some notice as well I think he's he's definitely played a um incre- incredibly well um kind of, got kind of I'd probably say geez I I'm
1: <laughs> I'll go ahead I'll go ahead and t- oh shoot yeah you go
0: you go ahead I, I I'm starting to rack off names now <laughs> uh yeah so I'll, big...
1: sorry, I was just fixing the real quick yeah um yeah, just to be counterculture and not pick Felix because it's like it's fairly obvious that Felix is definitely the most talented player on the defense. He's probably the most talented player K-State has had on defense since like Terrence Newman. Mm-hmm. I mean, like maybe Arthur Brown. I mean, there's been a fair decent guys, but I, not anybody. You know, Felix is a first round draft pick, so it's tough not to pick Felix for a defensive MVP. But I'm going to go with Austin Moore just because he's the leading tackler on the team. You know, they call him the machine for a reason. He's such a hard worker. You got an interception in the last game. You know, he's the leading tackler on the team. So, I mean, Austin Moore is my pick. He's been killing it, especially, you know, since, you know, with Will Honus being out for who knows how long, Sean Robinson not on the team anymore. There were some questions about linebacker depth, um, you know, with just, you know, because we knew Daniel what Daniel Green could do, but Austin Moore has really shined um, as a, you know, a star of this K-State defense. So he's my pick for defensive MVP so far.
0: I'd also put, I'd also include Kobe Savage in my, in my running yeah. as well. Um, He he is just everywhere. I mean, he's going to be on the left side of the field, right side of the field. He is going to, I mean, he's going to provide not only the turnovers, but he is just going to hit you hard. Uh, it, it's, it, it, I mean, it's going to be nothing but loud noises Uh, once, <laughs> once when he collides with a football player. And uh, you know, Kobe, I mean, he he's, he's gotten the benefit of a doubt for, uh, for for for, uh, for up the season so far, so um I'd put I'd put Kobe Savage up there as well,
1: yeah, those are definitely a, a solid three to have there. Um, next question here, again, from Ace again, how many players from k State get drafted to the NFL this year? <sighs> so Felix, right? Felix. probably Adrian. we'll just we'll put Deuce because if he wanted, I think he would get drafted if he decided to leave. So you know he do he can do what he wants um cooper bb
0: cooper bb yeah
1: or um i don't know about the rest of our offensive line because COVID is so weird like um i don't know you know they're all pretty old but i don't know how many of them can stay for another year if they want so COVID, i would say like you know one of them out of the you know the christian duffy hayden gillum one of those two probably could get drafted really late um it's close though um probably not our wide receivers no, nah,
0: I wouldn't. Hey Warner's
1: maybe, you know, a free agent pickup, but I don't maybe, see him getting drafted.
0: Maybe Julius Brant's possibly. Yeah,
1: Julius Brant's possibly. Um I mean, they haven't put up a ton of stats, but that's kind of a good thing as a corner. Sometimes if you're not, you know, if people want to throw in your way. Um
0: Nate Matlack.
1: Nate Matlack maybe.
0: Maybe. It's tough I'd, with I'd the I'd say the only two guarantees right now are probably Mark uh I mean, no. I'd say the the only guarantee right now is definitely Felix Sanyeke, Uzama. Yeah. Um, I mean I mean Cooper BB possibly as well.
1: Yeah, I would say BB, especially if he gets first team out big twelve again, which he definitely can.
0: Um, yeah, he'll
1: be a he'll be like a day, I think he'd be day two guy, um, for sure. So I mean I'd say like five or six. Um, because this team is super old. So maybe we can even get higher than that. I would say mm-hmm. five or six right now, though. Maybe if Matt Lack, you know, gets to 100 percent after the injury. Khalid Duke, you know, we'll see what he does. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely a – I mean, this is a really solid group. Probably one of the best teams K-State's had in a while. Um, mm-hmm. Now we got a little more for funsies here, John. What would your walk-up song be if you played baseball?
0: Uh, this is interesting because
1: I, I don't really know your taste in music, John. I've never really asked you, so I'm really intrigued for this one.
0: All right. For me, it's kind of 80s, 90s rock, so I'm thinking okay, – I'm liking it. Thinking Thunderstruck is definitely up there. Okay, Start My Heart is okay. right there as well. Yeah, Joker, Joker and, I mean, I gotta mention Joker and <laughs> Thief. I mean, it's not it's not 80s or 90s, but yeah. I mean, it's that one's up there as well. Um, I I will say
1: for Joker and Thief, I don't think that makes a great baseball walk-up song because it's like the buildup is so long, you know. And like yeah. it's all about it's all about the buildup, right? That's I think that's what makes it such a great kickoff intro for K State. Is you spend all this time on the butter da dinner, da boater you know the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know just ah, uh, you know the oh my
0: god, yeah, you know because
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm cool like that. Anyway, okay, um, like, spend all
0: that know, time on that. Like uh, you're doing all that with this bass guitar, you know that? <laughs> it's
1: yeah, it's just an acoustic guitar, but yeah. Uh, anyway so yeah kickstart my heart would be a great one though uh did you have any others you wanted to or an official walk-up song you wanted to submit for that answer
0: mm-hmm. i'd say i'd say narco as uh, as one as well but that was okay. i don't think you, like over- that one's starting to become overplayed at this point yeah but like you need something that's like your own like if you just play narco
1: and everybody's be like oh that's edwin diaz's walk-up they're not gonna think like oh my god it's john grove um <laughs>
0: uh what, what what's yours Blake what's yours oh so,
1: okay here's the thing it depends what city I'm playing in. <laughs> also I've the I've always had the funniest idea for a walkout song um so here let me this so for my like real one um there's a song from the doom eternal original soundtrack which is just like super metal and awesome so if mm-hmm. I was like oh I don't know where I would play that at but probably somewhere in the midwest but if I was more like New York I'm trying to think what I'd probably do like or like uh, "Sad but True" by Metallica. But check this out, John. So imagine this: um, it's the uh, it's the bottom of the eighth. Um, the score is fifteen to one. My team is losing. I've been riding the bench for the past like twenty five games, and like <laughs> and I come out. They, the coach puts me in just to give me a give me an AB because we're losing so bad, and this is my walk up song. Hopefully, I don't get copyrighted for this. That would really suck. But.
0: As long as it's uh, later than fifteen seconds, <laughs> I can barely hear it.
1: Oh, really? Is it that quiet? Yeah, it's well, a, point It's being. A... It's, it's "Find Your Love" by Drake, and just like to come out as a pinch hitter, like who hasn't played at all. I'm more than just an option. Refuse to be forgotten. Like, I just think that'd be so like stupid and on the nose. But yeah, my official answer would be like, probably be like Sad But True by Metallica or The Generator by Rest your Pose. That's also a good one. I would definitely go more metal to get myself hyped up. Uh, so yeah, that's always a fun one. What your walkout song be a baseball. Well, thank you, Ace, for all these great questions. Really appreciate it. Um, it is, uh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Ace is the goat. Up next, we got one from uh, Jasmine Halliburton who has her own show, Run It Back, Monday nights on Walkhead 91.9 and wherever you get podcasts if you'd like to check it out.
0: You'll sometimes see me on the show.
1: Yeah, John will make an appearance. I should have I should have put an exclusivity clause in your contract, John. Just everybody's (laughs) asking to come on their show. It's just you're a free agent out here. Anyway, she asks, who what would hurt more? Getting sacked by King Felix or getting blocked by Deuce Vaughn? Now this question seems obvious, but I don't think it is.
0: But what, 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 what are you going with this?
1: So, again, who, what would hurt more getting sacked by Felix and UDK Uzama or being blocked by Deuce Vaughn? So, I think, I think getting sacked, I think I would, I think it would hurt more to get blocked by Deuce Vaughn because, like, if you're a quarterback and you're getting sacked by Felix, like, if he just gets through, like, he can just like tackle you, kind of like, he's not going to hit you super hard. It'll hurt but you'll come down, you know, and like, you'll just come to the ground. He'll do a Sally and you look stupid, but it is what it is. You'll come out alive. If you're running, if you're like a blitzer and you're getting picked up by Deuce Vaughn and I'm coming in at full speed and Deuce is coming in to meet me there. That's like asking for some pain. Like Deuce Vaughn is a strong dude. He would just, he'd probably just pancake me right on the floor. And I would look real stupid. And I think that would hurt more.
0: Well, I mean, I would say you're, well, I mean, you're, you're running into Deuce as well. Yeah. Like you're not, you're not, you're not staying, you're not standing there waiting, waiting for Felix to, to come in while the pocket collapses as well. So I I'd, I'd probably go with King Felix right now. Um, <clears throat> But I did like your analogy though. I mean, I mean, that going one-on-one against Deuce Vaughn, especially with the amount of, with the amount of, uh with the amount of, muscle that that he's built up lately yeah i mean Uh, if it's just
1: like an oklahoma drill and i'm just in there like (laughs) i'd rather get sacked by felix
0: i'd I'd rather get sacked by felix too
1: all that forward momentum coming forward that's just asking for me to just get broken in half
0: (laughs) just and plus plus for any defensive lineman i think like the south dakota game uh in early september um just want to create that big block yeah. Everybody in the, in the college football media perspective is like, oh, my gosh, Deuce Vaughn all five foot five, five foot six of him. He just completely shredded on this defensive lineman. I yeah. mean, that's that that got to be scarring them for life as and, well.
1: And now we just expect it because he's been doing it all the time now, just the great pass blocking. So shout out Deuce Vaughn.
0: Shout Goat. out. Goat. Deuce, Deuce be Deuce. All
1: right. Now we got some questions from Scott Wildcats. So thank you much, Scott. Real appreciate it um so first question here we got from what's the best Gatorade Powerade body armor flavor this is funny because um at our K-State HGTV like office meeting, uh office or crew orientation uh that we had for like the editors and like the cat dv loggers we asked the like the icebreaker was your favorite Gatorade flavor so uh John what's your favorite Gatorade flavor or Powerade but and I go with grape flavor grape that's interesting I mean grape purple, or blue. so you can't. It's,
0: it. deeper, it's either it's super grape or blue. I think it I think it is grape, grape flavored Gatorade. Okay. Gatorade fierce or something like that. Oh yeah, one of those. Okay.
1: So I don't yeah. drink like a ton of Gatorade. Um, I usually just drink water or pop. But I mean, I know before I said like fruit punch, like Red Gatorade, because I think Fruit Punch is like perfectly fine. Like I think everybody likes Red Gatorade. Um some of the blue Gatorade though is really good. There's different flavors though. Um
0: for, for I don't me.
1: Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was like, do you like orange Gatorade? No, okay. no, no. Yeah, I don't I'm not a huge fan either. My stepdad's favorite like he loves orange Gatorade. I don't really get why. There's just like better flavors. I'm not a big orange guy in general. Like I don't uh-huh. eat the orange like Starburst or the yellow Starburst or anything like that. I Don't even wear orange, man. I look. Oh <laughs> <Well>, yeah. <laughs> There's that part of it too. be I would probably say like dark blue. I don't know what flavor that is, but I do like that one. But I think that, Gatorade. And that,
0: that might be the one I was thinking of. It's if it was either it was like blue blue grape or something like that. But um, um, I I think yeah, dark blue. That's that's starting to come back to me now. I yeah. I just haven't had in a while. I think, I mean, for me, it's always been water and uh, Ovaltine, which is like vitamin C version of chocolate milk. But um, oh okay
1: yeah okay for go-to soda listen this this dr pepper cream soda zero sugar
0: Oh, uh, great now so we're, now now we're, now we're now we're making this all into one big ad so good I, I wish i was sponsored
1: by dr pepper oh my gosh hit us up dp holy cow anyway <laughs> next question from scott here who's your first celebrity crush john uh if you could oh, take this at first am i don't know the name of her but um i know like how to find her so just give me one second
0: i have to look up mine as well Uh, oh my gosh uh, okay well i already found it
1: okay so um a little background here uh it was between fifth and sixth grade this is the first celebrity crest that i could think of maybe i had one before but um uh i was watching dexter which i probably shouldn't have been because i was like 10 watching a show about a serial killer but um anyway I was young and reckless what can I say in the last season of Dexter Dexter has this new love interest named Hannah and Hannah I thought was like the most beautiful person I'd ever seen in my life um her name is wow that is a really hard name to say (laughs) Yvonne Strahovski um so yeah Yvonne Strahovski Hannah from Dexter she is so beautiful what about you John
0: i i i'm i'm thinking about this one a little bit but uh I, if i would have to choose right now oh. your your
1: first celebrity crush like growing up you know oh
0: my first celebrity crush yeah uh, not your,
1: your celebrity crush right now
0: i mean i was gonna say i don't think i don't think i would have had one but um that's a lie come on hmm how does come
1: differ? on like miranda cosgrove i mean like somebody from one of our like kid shows growing up i don't know Jeanette, might, I don't,
0: you know I, I i might be think it might be one from from uh from a kid show uh i think maybe what's her whoever name, that
1: girl is from zoe 101 or i don't know what kid shows you watch growing up but uh actually
0: tuesday maybe of a sweet life of zach and Cody. oh
1: of course that's a classic yeah that's
0: like, who, who has been main? london tipton maybe who was the uh uh no uh she i mean the the, the actor made but the, the actor just made her incredibly spoiled um what what there, there was a nick there was also a to sitcom uh i think it was like called victoria justice to someone oh like that. yeah victorious that's a good yeah. one yeah. yeah she's up there she was up there as well so uh yeah those, those are some solid picks but yeah so your
1: yours is <laughs> victoria justice from uh victorious mine is <laughs> show from, girl from Dexter oh man I'm sure my parents are so proud of, to hear this right now anyway
0: my sister watched too many Nick, Nickelodeon sitcoms when growing up
1: oh they're so good I mean i don't blame her there's I some mean, good I, ones
0: iCarly I was great Classic. Josh was great. oh
1: yeah great theme songs too they're, that's what made them like oh I need to listen to the iCarly theme I've heard it in so long oh I, man uh, all right next question john what is your favorite pair of shoes you've ever owned do you have one in mind because i definitely do you, you go just, ahead first. i still have them so um uh so when i was in like eighth grade me and my brother got really into shoes like we would spend we spent a decent amount of money that we shouldn't have probably on like you know getting like cool jordans and stuff and like i, remember, I think i have some like kds still but um, I used some of the money I won from winning like a bowl, a bowl picking league, which I think was 2014. Cause I remember I picked Ohio state to beat Alabama and I won, <laughs> there were like 50 people in this league and 14 year old me won it. And that's the day I realized I, you know, I was born to be in sports, but anyway, I won like 125 bucks and I'd also gotten some Christmas money. So I was pretty loaded for 13. Um, so I spent my money on getting these custom nike custom-made roshis that were black and gold and they had like the fly knit and they had like um they had like black tints like on the soles they were like 200 bucks which i can't believe i spent 200 on shoes but anyway i wore them for like three years i got all the use out of them there is nothing left there's no tread on the bottom i still have them they're not here they're at my mom's house but i got a ton of value out of those uh they were black and black and gold because my high school was black and gold you know go
0: railers um
1: so yeah that's definitely my favorite pair of shoes some like custom made Roshi's from eighth grade when those were super cool you have one in mind john
0: um i i'd probably go with um so a little bit a little bit of a backstory here so um uh I, i was just finishing up playing playing in one tennis tournament and my tennis shoes they were wearing down like like they were almost they were all they were all shredded up like all were worn out uh so i had to throw those away and the day that i got and the day that i was playing in another tennis tournament it it was the first day i was wearing the the nike vapor nxts so it was just kind of more but not only were they just like tennis shoes in which i desperately needed at the time but they have some really cool patterns as well um uh, on the uh on like on the big toe sides in which they will have like um like they'll have little mazes or something like that um just just like cool little patterns that that they were able to make as well um yeah you you also get a little bit of a bounce bounce with them as well while while running out on the court as well i think I'd probably say bows are my favorite as well, but I but I do have I do have, but I did historically have some purple shoes as well.
1: Ooh, those are fun.
0: Nice. Yeah,
1: shoes are, you know, they're pretty they can be a pretty expensive hobby, but um they def- there's definitely some really cool stuff out there and it's a ton of fun to have. Now, Scott, this one this next question, he's obviously just trying to sabotage our show here. Um because mm-hmm. things could get a little controversial here. I don't know what your thoughts on this, John, are, but um, do you go. Uh, flat drums are boneless for your wings. So, you are you bone in, bone out. Bone in. Are you like hardcore on bone in? Like, cause I'm, I just, I have boneless wings.
0: At times, I'm tempted. I, 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 I to go to the
1: dark side. Yeah.
0: I'm- <laughs> <laughs> um but um for, for buffalo wild wings it's 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 been mo- mostly the bone i mean mostly the bone I, I mean i just found a little more of an easier way to 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 like eat, eat or eat around it eat around the bone in particular but um uh i mean i'm i'm also down for some flat drums as well
1: okay so you're not like you're not like super um
0: you know like, like pro not,
1: bone in like you're just like the biggest baby not, it's just chicken tenders if you have boneless wings
0: call me a baby now like what what are we doing boy because there are def-
1: there are some people that are like that like if like i like i like boneless wings more than bone wings i think it's just more convenient i don't have to have like 20 napkins like it's just you know that's yeah. not how the world works but some people are very um so i probably will have lost a few fans unfortunately because of this so
0: thanks and scott for the have, great. <laughs> and i might get a few fans thanks scott
1: i don't <laughs> I don't know if there's any like people that are super on the pro boneless side, but I mean, it's, it's wings, you know, wings are wings, wings, beer sports. Uh, next question here. Got another That's one from Scott. Not, that is not your slogan, Blake. Oh, what are they going to do? Sue me. <laughs> All right. Next question here. This one's a, a, a good one. All right. Who are the next three players who should have their jerseys in the rafters in Bramlage? And then uh, who are the next three players who should be in the ring of honor at, bill snyder family stadium so let's start with basketball here um so uh let's see i have it pulled up here who are in the men's basketball you know have their jerseys retired right now ernie barrett bob boozer jack parr mike evans lon kruger Chucky williams rolando blackman dick Nossman, and then willie marlin richmond so i mean basically you just have up to like the 80s and then pretty much nothing since because we have that entire period we just sucked in the 90s and 2000s and then we finally started getting good um i mean there's two obvious ones john jacob pull and mike beasley
0: they should definitely
1: they should have their jerseys retired i think that's a no-brainer they just have to get it worked out um the third one is is kind of you can go a lot of different ways um you could go more recent well you know with a barry brown or a dean wade you could go um you know rodney I'd I don't possibly,
0: know if there's. A... I'd possibly go Rodney Magruder. Either Rodney Magruder or Dean Brown for the. Uh, I mean, Dean White.
1: <laughs> I think both of them. I think they'll all probably get eventually get their jerseys um, retired. But yeah, I would probably go Magruder pulling Beasley um, just because, you know, Magruder is older. I think he was, you know, he's a star player on a Big 12 championship team, which is definitely notable. Um, I mean, if you want to throw maybe a Denny Clemente, I mean, I know he wasn't here, you know, all four years, but he obviously made a huge splash. You know, him and Poland were a dynamic duo. Um, so if you yeah. want to go, there's a lot of different ways you could go with it.
0: Yeah. Um, maybe a Thomas Gibson, possibly. Maybe you can throw, but I right think now.
1: we're getting pretty borderline if we're putting Thomas Gibson. Yeah. Like, we're going to, we're going to get a lot of people. Um, in the, if of Jersey, no offense to Thomas Gibson, he was great at K State, obviously. But, yeah you need you need to be like you know transcendent if you want to get in so i think those three are probably definitely pulling they'll definitely pulling and beasley should definitely poland. be in the next like class because we haven't had a class since 2009 so that's and, those are easy easy two yeah. right there
0: and there and and poland said like he, he'll he do it once when everybody who's been associated with with him at his time at k-state will be able to come and yeah which, Martin, Frank Martin's over in Mass, at UMass right now. So uh I mean it, it could potentially work some sometime, but um uh it's so, there waiting so, for him. So yeah, I mean K State's, K State's K-State's waiting for them. I am mean, they're waiting on a, on a few other players as well. So um man, if we if only we didn't second early two in the early two thousands, we, we could have definitely been some more yeah uh, uh more more jerseys up in the raptors for sure. Yeah, because
1: I, I think Mitch Richmond is the most recent player to have played that's has his jersey retired. Yeah. Because um, like the rest of these are just really old guys. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find Mitch Richmond, but I mean, obviously in the 80s and, you know, it's 86 to 88, that was the last guy to get in. And it was, I mean, it was obviously all downhill from there. Well, there's probably nobody from the 90s or 2000s that's going to get their jersey retired. Um, because yeah. we didn't really do anything notable, we could barely make the tournament. <laughs> so, but yeah, I would definitely, yeah, pull in Beasley and then probably Rodney Magruder. Um, now, but for football, we obviously just had a ring of honor. So, a lot of the guys that immediately come to mind for our generation, you know, Arthur Brown, Colin Klein, um, Tyler Lockett, even L. rowerson those are all out of the picture now. Um, so it's a little tougher now, John, to try and find because you know, once you get to through that. I mean, is Jake Waters really ring of honor worthy? Probably not.
0: I wouldn't say Jake Waters. Well, probably not right now. I
1: mean, he only played two years. I mean, he did really well in those two years, but you know, there's the quarterback battle with Daniel and I don't know. I think our standard for who should be in the K-State ring of honor should be a little higher than that. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, he did great things, but I I just, I think you need to, you know, be a little bit better. Um, I'm sure. Skylar Thompson. I mean, is he a ring of honor guy? It's there's so much recency bias around Skylar Thompson. I'm not really sure if he'll be remembered, you know, as a truly great K-State quarterback. Um, I will he say.
0: Had, he had a great story overall, but yeah.
1: Yeah. It's just tough when like what the, like the Texas bowl was probably our biggest thing that happened during his time at K-State. He's got the last second win against Iowa State, which is cool. I mean,
0: the Oklahoma game in 2019 as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was a signature game from him. But in terms of, like, big-picture team accomplishments, there's not a whole lot there. Um, So, again, I think the standard should be a little higher. I would say Jonathan Beasley is probably probably a guy you want to have in there.
0: What are we um, what are what are we thinking on Malak, on the Lockets like Kevin Kevin Oh yeah Lock.
1: Kevin and Aaron uh Kevin yeah. should de- yeah I think they should both be in there. I can't believe they're not. Um yeah, I think Kevin and Aaron should I think Kevin I think Kevin accomplished a little bit more, but I would imagine if one goes in the other one's going to go in too. Yeah. Um yeah, so definitely those three. I mean, John, yeah, Jonathan Beasley in the Lockets um I'm trying to think of some, anybody else, especially on the defensive side, because Terrence Newman's already in. Josh Freeman. I mean, do we want to put any Ron? We put Jordy Nelson in.
0: Is L. Roberson in there.
1: Yeah, he was in this year.
0: Yeah. Oh, he was in this year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All
1: right. So uh, yeah, those are probably a solid three to four guys that are going to be yeah. looking in the next class.
0: Well, I mean, probably... but, but I mean, we we only got like the main headliners for 2012, 2014. Uh, uh, i mean unless you, you you want to start doing you know, like
1: john hubert you know people like maybe that
0: a, maybe a ryan Mueller, possibly or yeah
1: a- yeah that's a pretty good one too again it's just like i you really i re- you really want to be selective i think of these kind of things you don't want to just start letting it, and it turns into the nba hall of fame where you know like <laughs> antoine Jameson's going to be a hall of famer probably or something you know it's people like that that are just like you know Antoine Jameson's a 20,000 point scorer but did he really do anything in his career oh, not really
0: oh I, I i just thought of one uh nick nick lecky
1: oh yeah that'd be a good one too i mean, yeah, i think
0: i think mean he's well due to be to be in the ring of honor as well yeah
1: i'd imagine we probably won't have a class until 2030 so i don't know how big the class is going to be but yeah a lot of those people we just mentioned are probably going to be um involved in that um, i would imagine so uh thank you scott for that question that was very thought-provoking we got another one from scott here what is the all-time best k-state basketball uniform it's tempting to do recency bias and go with the the lavenders because they're pretty sick especially the script ones
0: i like the script wildcats ones i think they're
1: really good but i mean john the gray the gray and purple like, you know, Jacob Poland Day um mm. basketball unis, those are like those are classic. And all the fond memories of how good the team was along with those uniforms definitely adds to its greatness. You know, the lavender's cool, but like, you know, we gotta do something with it. We gotta win a freaking ball. <laughs> we gotta win a basketball game.
0: I mean, we I mean, we've won a we've won a few games with the with the lavenders. It's it's those dang script wildcat ones I'm I'm concerned about the most, but um I think I think we also wore black uniforms with the purple lettering uh back back then as well when it came to what what the uh, black purple and gray all all uniform combos as well um trying to see if I'm if I'm missing it, if I'm missing any
1: yeah I'm probably I mean those are the two that I can think of I'm not going to I can't go back any farther I doubt our old uniforms are just so good that you know what? in the 80s that we'd want to pick those
0: what, what would make the uh, what would make the gray uniforms just absolutely fantastic is that is as to get rid of a purple and uh, is to get rid of a purple lettering and make and make it white, you'd have gray, a gray and white uniform combo. I think that would look really, really good. Yeah, I mean, our eighties
1: uniforms are do actually look pretty good. I mean, like the Rolando Blackman and like the script Wildcats is pretty sick. That is pretty like classic. I do like that. We've had some good uniforms, John. It's um, it's. It, I would I would still go with the nostalgia for me of just the gray with the purple, you know, in the like stripes down the shorts. Just yeah. you know, and the shorts are going past their knees because it's 2009 and people were stupid. Um, you know, that's just classic.
0: Also, what what was I mean? The year after we won the Big Twelve, we changed we changed the 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 uh, what the number font as well, and it just. It does not look good. With, uh, it does not look good pres, uh, present day. Like the one I have, the one I have pulled up. Like, like you know, K State had a little more of the like the serpentine font with the, like the you know, I mean like the typical K State. Yeah. I and mean, they have the same. They have the same type of font. They had the same type of font, and then the year after that, then we just decided to go with a different, different number of font. It's just never like. It just never. I just never grown, grown into it. I I'm just not, not a big fan of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I could
1: use some work now, but you know, it is what it is. So, uh, thank you Scott for that question. Uh, let's move on here. Jasmine hitting us with another one besides Adrian Martinez and deuce who has impressed you the most on the offensive side of the ball.
0: Who has impressed me most. That's (coughs) excuse me. (laughs) I'd say I'd say the past past game or two, I'd probably go with um I'd probably go with anybody on the offensive line to, in particular Hayden Gillum, um he he's he's been able to provide a lot of blocks for Deuce Vaughn and Adrian Martinez when we're trying to both sneak it into the end zone. I think they, I think he's I think he's played well. I think Cooper Beebe's stepping up as a as a true leader as well. I'm not I I haven't been. I haven't been too impressed overall with the wide receivers. I think, I think maybe um you can, you can, um you can definitely make a case for Ben and with the way he played against Oklahoma, but I, I don't know. I just haven't came away as like, Oh, like, Oh impressed with some of the performances that we've seen from a wide receiver so far. I think they could do a little bit more. And, and I think a little, uh, just one l- little bit off topic here as well. <laughs> Have you noticed like some like the amount of plays that we've seen from Martinez and Brooks were just all 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 were just all always uh they've been for the most part Jets weeks. And the one touchdown that they had against Texas Tech, it looked as if like Brooks was unexpected to make to actually make the catch right there. And and he just been juggled up, then he caught it and gotten into the end zone. But looking to see a little more, bit more from the wide receivers at, at the moment but i i'd say there's definitely been some key offensive linemen that have stepped up
1: yeah that's a good point brooks does kind of i mean he's made a few drops he we haven't haven't seen the Phillip brooks that we saw last year um some of the sparks that he showed uh for me i'll go ben senate you know he's been making great lead blocks um if you look he's been doing a great job doing his job at fullback but he's also been able to go out in the slot, and make some good plays against OU. You know, was our leading receiver, made a few catches um, against Texas Tech. So I'm gonna go Ben Sinnott.
0: Ben Sinnott. Just, uh, that, that's 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 a good option. That's the a good tank
1: option. himself, Ben Sinnott. All right. Another question here. Okay. Sorry, oh, what?
0: I, 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 if you haven't seen the, um, the, did you see the move the? Uh, um, the video Alec made with all the memes and all. Oh yeah. Uh, Vince in it like dragging sooner defending a He's lot like,
1: oh, of damage. Damage.
0: It's a classic meme. Uh, that one's that one was perfect. All right. First, okay, this
1: this question is from Colby Van Camp. Thank you so much, Colby.
0: Colby. Who
1: probably, you know, wrapped up his his show training camp on Wadcat 919 a couple hours. Oh wait, his show's tomorrow night. I'm stupid. Anyway. Um okay, Crocs and socks, yes or no? Hmm crocs and socks he spelled crocs wrong but that's a crocs point. socks yes crocs no yeah crocs hell no crocs are so ugly if I you were if
0: you work. go, ahead. go ahead. don't even
1: give me if you wear crocs without socks you're the biggest dummy in the entire universe you are so stupid you look like a total idiot what are you doing stop it oh my god <clears throat> you look like such a dumbass <laughs> anyway i don't know why i'm getting so worked up about wearing crocs without socks it's just so gross like i'm i don't i'm not a fan of open-toed shoes anyway because feet are gross like crocs are just so weird crocs and socks like sure if you're wearing sweatpants or like you know you're just like chilling like whatever it's but do not be better wearing croc or socks if you're gonna also wear crocs
0: oh my god. oh my gosh well the I, biggest I, tangent i've ever heard i've ever heard blake blake make uh, oh and my gosh like, t- but- like he's a little more down he's a little more down to earth but man uh, all right you know, I, uh, listen if you
1: wear crocs without socks i regret nothing i said what i said um don't even yeah. if you don't even try to ask me about ku storming the field for the third game in a row oh my god i'm gonna lose my mind okay
0: <laughs> you're getting off topic
1: <laughs> oh my gosh okay if you Another, We got a question here from Scott, so thank you, Scott, for sending in all these questions. If you could take one K-State football player in his prime and have him play in every football season from now until eternity, who would you choose?
0: Darren Sproles. Good
1: question. Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles. Okay, but yeah, here's the thing, John. Like, think about all the great... I know Darren Sproles was, like, just a tier above, kind of all, even though K-State has had a lot of great running backs. Like, every... Almost every year we've had like a pretty solid core group of running backs, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, Darren Sproles is a good one. I was thinking like Michael Bishop,
0: you know, oh, cause, yeah. cause he's
1: like, you know, he's especially like his game translates very well to now he, he like, uh, he has aged so well as a quarterback, even though his mechanics aren't great, but um. Like he, I mean, his, his arm talent is just absurd. He's probably one of the most talented people to ever come through K State. Um, provides so, a,
0: provides a lot of mobility as well when it comes to the run game. Yeah, because
1: then we wouldn't have to deal with Joe Hubner, um, <laughs> um, or anybody. Anyway, or I'm not going to say Will Howard because that would be mean. Uh, I don't. Is there any other options? I mean, I don't know if you want to go defense. You know, go like a Terrence Newman.
0: or I mean, you were you were already being kind of mean to. Joe Hubner as well. So, I mean, yeah, but Joe Hubner actually, whatever.
1: <laughs> John, he literally did not start varsity in high school. He
0: was our starting quarterback. When, when, Je- for the most part, <laughs> and because Jesse Ertz got injured on the first play of the first play from scrimmage yeah, I, back in 2015. I mean, even then, I mean, and even Joe Hubner got out. So we have to, we have to use Cody Cook as one of our, yeah. one of our quarterbacks for what was it, Oklahoma State? What was it back? In I think I don't remember. 15. I mean, it's not really had very, very much options then, Blake. I, I know. I know. I shouldn't be
1: as, as worked up as I should. My the, the most vivid memory I have of Joe Hubner is I think Jesse Ertz, like I think it was in 2016, like maybe he he gets hurt for a little bit. Whatever, whoever our starting quarterback was gets hurt for a little bit. Joe Hubner comes in. I'm like, oh, I'm with my dad. I'm just like, oh, God. First play, just a total deep ball into triple coverage interception. I'm like, that's the most Joe Hubner moment I've ever seen in my entire life. Anyway,
0: okay. Man, you, first all the Crocs and I mean you you're just getting worked
1: yeah. up. Now. Yeah, I don't I'm not ready for this KU question that's coming up near the end. All right.
0: Like it's um, it's our fit. Oh, okay. Actually. I was gonna say it's our it's our 50th show. What's us celebrate? But you know what? Now, now that I think about Ku, uh, we're we're I'm, we're both gonna take some shots. So what? We'll, no, this we'll- is a good this is a good way
1: to vent. I, these things need to be said, John, because they're true. Um, what was your best show of the 50 so far? So we kind of answered that a little bit with um, what some of Ace's questions. But uh, our best of the 50 is probably honestly our one. Um, where we talked about college football realignment or not realignment but um them expanding the playoff to 12 teams even mm-hmm. though like most of it half of it didn't get recorded unfortunately um i think it was a really good conversation did we do trivia that get i don't know if we did but that was a really good episode definitely one of our recent ones it um, was a
0: it, it was the one prior to the first game of the season so like we were previewing south dakota for a little bit okay um that oh was yeah a, it was probably that that was our first a uh, preview of Wamiga. oh yeah
1: because i did a opening didn't i do a conference opening trivia yeah that was pretty good yeah that was probably one of our best episodes in a while or like our you know our Willie's archive ones because i do a ton of prep for those mm-hmm. um and make them try to make some content for that and get a bunch of clips so yeah i usually try to make those pretty well put together um so yeah that, i would say yeah either the preview for south dakota or one of our Willie archives what was the worst uh the first one <laughs> i don't know what the worst one with you is maybe it's also our first one together whatever that was um our worst episode i mean like i don't know maybe one of the ones that we we were uploading every day that last one was pretty brutal um (laughs) like before the opening week we uploaded every day um yeah one of those because those were tough
0: (laughs) i mean but like I, what was it i think it was the thursday in which we, we we didn't really have like much to touch on so like we like i tried i tried filling in as much as we could well i mean as much as i can i was just like all right we, we pretty much talked about we pretty much talked yeah, about we... this and that I mean, I mean abcs and the xyzs like i didn't really know what what else to talk about i mean i was just completely gassed
1: yeah we were both pretty gassed yeah you were carrying the last one pretty hardcore so i appreciate that but it it was good for the numbers uh yeah so one of those or just our first episodes because um we didn't know what we were doing um who's your dream show guest
0: bill snyder
1: Best. bill snyder
0: i mean that'd be that'd be really putting on a lot of pressure when it comes to the show because i mean oh my gosh i mean what I mean, I mean, Bill Snyder retired. I mean, he's going to be cool, calm, and relaxed. Like, like you, if you, you write seen, what the hell you want to write. <laughs> if if you didn't see his Ring of Honor ceremony, he's like, like he he he, he jokes about how old he is now and um, all that stuff. But like, I mean, I still get the type of vibes. I'm like, there's there's still that Coach Snyder and him that's going to be like, like. Like no no mistakes and all that.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I mean he'll be like super PR and stuff probably, but I think it was to, oh yeah Bill Snyder, I mean easily, but, yeah uh, him or Michael Bishop probably or um yeah probably one of those two, um, or Holly Rowe because I know Holly Rowe Holly Rowe's always been very fond of K State. Um, was... I go
0: because
1: yeah, John, go oh. ahead. I mean I w- I was just gonna say. That I really hope we can get a primetime ABC game while I'm actually on the field working wireless cam, so I can get a picture with Holly Rowe, because that would be awesome. Because I thought think- about, I thought go about ahead. asking for a picture with the Jacked Ref, because we got the Jacked Ref for the k-, k-, k State Texas Tech game. I was really tempted to go over and try to get a picture with him, but I was like, eh, hey, I'll just stay out of the way." But uh, yeah, you can go ahead with your shot. Sorry.
0: Oh, good, no worries. I mean that 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 was kind of a complex question right there. If if it was. If it was outside of K State, like if it was an actual college football heavy heavy analysis type of guy, I'd go with Joel Clatt. I mean, Joel Clatt, he he, I mean, he is he makes he makes Gus Johnson in that combination like the one two punch, um, every every Saturday, what was it? Every Saturday afternoon on Fox, um, and I and I do recall he he um he uh, joined he did join K-State online for one interview discussing K-State. Um, what was it like for the 2019 season in Kleiman's first year, they were discussing some of, they were discussing some of, some of that stuff. And I mean, he, he just has some of the, some of the other stats, but nobody really anticipates as well. Like he'll, he'll point out the obvious and I mean, maybe he'll point out the obvious one day and like he'll, he'll skip on to the other team, but he, he does create a lot of great in-depth analysis um, even from a co- from a color standpoint on on what really on what really has happened. I mean, I think when when it comes to who's who's carrying the who's been really carrying below when it comes to like color commentary, but one who really keeps but one who really keeps like the broadcast broadcasting afloat, I'd probably go with with Joel Clyde. And of course it's gonna benefit with Gus Johnson as well. But um I think it'd be really cool to do an interview with a with a guy like uh like Joel Clyde. For sure. Yeah,
1: but I mean like for a dream show guest, you'd want to pick a media guy. Like, I don't know. I feel like for a dream show guest, like you pick like Michael Jordan or something, you know.
0: It was if it, okay. So I guess in terms of media personnel. That's just how I see it. In terms of media personnel, I'd probably say him. Let's see. and, and... Yeah, But John, I'm saying that like
1: if you have a dream show guest, like, like you could probably just like set it up. Like media people, their job is to be like, do interviews and stuff. like you know, yeah. I don't know if I got a dream. You want to get somebody that – It would, it would it hard- be
0: an athlete. It would be an athlete. So. An athlete or a coach.
1: Yeah. Tanya Harding, anyway.
0: <laughs> uh, Speaking of uh, Tanya
1: Harding, our next question from Scott here is, what is your hottest take? John, you got any hot takes? It doesn't have to be about K-State sports. It could be about anything. Do you think a hot dog is a sandwich?
0: I think yes or no.
1: I feel like you're gonna go on a tangent and not give me a non-answer. Is that a yes or no? Is a hot dog a sandwich? I
0: just can't honestly think about it. Uh, water I'd wet? Probably, I'd probably go with no because okay,
1: that's a good answer. Is water wet?
0: it's, it's not wet until you until you get out of the
1: water. There you go. Out of the way. Okay, water is not wet. Okay, so we're on the same page so far. I don't know. What's a hot take I have?
0: It could be sports-related as well. Yeah, it could
1: be sports-related, but I don't know. I don't think we really breed hot takes. I feel like we're both very logical people. Let's which, try which is uh, what? Uh,
0: uh Since I'm very passionate about K-State, I'll go with this. Jerome Tang, I mean, with the way he's already recruiting, it would not surprise me to see K-State contend for potentially not only a Big 12 championship, but a Final four within the next five to six years. That's
1: definitely optimistic. That's, yeah, that's a hot take. Compete for a final four in five years for a coach. I, I mean, it's tough because, you know, the transfer portal obviously kind of accelerates everything. But yeah, I think that's, I mean, you have to get lucky in the NCAA tournament. Like that's just how it is. But yeah, I think that's a hot take. I mean, um, think,
0: I mean, I mean, I mean, not, 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 not proving that you're wrong or anything, but I mean, just with the amount of prospects that K State's already going with, the likes of Dida Ames, yeah, Josh uh, Manning, uh, last season as well. You got Michaela Bridge coming in. I mean, these are these are some pretty these are some pretty powerful guys that 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 Jerome Ting are bringing in that we haven't seen in in a while. I mean, not even back. I mean, not even really back towards the Frank Martin days. Like the like the only the only the only one that comes close. who well, the but one in terms of like the biggest recruit was michael beasley but i mean we haven't really seen anything since then like, i mean like yeah players have developed extremely well extremely well like jacob poland rodney mcgrinner barry brown dean weights stuff like that but they were never like the biggest stars like k State's starting to go after more of a three to four star type of guys and I mean, maybe once once when K-State really gets things down, gets things going eventually here in the next two to three years, uh, maybe maybe there's a shot we could pull off a five star or something like that. But I think I think the way this coaching staff is is fully fully uh, ah jeez I can't think about it but too much. But 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 the coaching staff they're making tremendous strides when it comes to the recruiting. Uh, perspective that we haven't seen in a in a long time.
1: Okay, hold on one second. I'm gonna look up because I think my hot take here is gonna be. I think I might have said this, um, in, in our Willie's archive episode that that uh, I think I think K State would have beaten Alabama if we played them in the 2012 Natty. Oh, okay. Hey, let's let's look up 2012 I... Alabama real quick. I mean, they're stacked, obviously, but I mean, I think it's. I just say I will say this. If I wanted to have like a mediocre take, that's like lukewarm like k-state alabama alabama is a way better matchup for k-state oregon was a really bad matchup and oregon might have been the best team in the country that team was stacked that team was so good
0: uh beating alabama that that's a little bit of a hot take yeah i mean it's definitely a better matchup but i mean um the, 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 the best matchup you could have asked for is notre dame with Manti yeah. and all that, because K State has a lot of familiar, well, some of the players on the team, they were they were really familiar with some of the guys on Notre Dame, like like they said they kind of knew how how Notre Dame typically plays compared to Oregon and Alabama, which both of them have legitimate all star caliber all, all star caliber prospects on both of their squads. So, I mean, Oregon was just incredibly fast, and Alabama they were just a lot bigger, yeah, more. Like more more built to just give give offenses more difficult times and yeah, all yeah. I
1: mean that more like ground and pound, like physical. I mean they're very physical defense. You know, they were playing a lot slower. I think that fast-paced Oregon offense was just like a really bad matchup for us. Um yeah. and I think we would have at least had a better chance against Bama. I think we could have beaten him. Um, so uh thank you, Scott, for all those questions. Let's get here. Okay, so we have two more. So um Last two are from Colby. Again, thank you, Colby. Really appreciate it. Sending in some questions. So Heisman odds for Adrian Martinez are the fifth best in the country right now. What does K-State's record have to be for him to be a legit contender?
0: Ooh, uh, what what does K State's record have to be?
1: Yeah. I think it's like ten and two.
0: Ten and 11. eleven. He's got no
1: shot if we're single digit wins. No shot.
0: Because
1: no I mean, like. I mean, like, you know, he has to do, he has to go above and beyond expectations. I mean, he has to do more than what, like Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, um, those, you know, Caleb Williams, those kinds of guys have to do because they're expected to compete and win Heisman. Obviously for Bryce Young, it's a little different because he won the Heisman last year and repeating as a Heisman winner. You have to, you know, you have to go above and beyond what you did the year before, which will be really tough for him. So, but to be like a finalist, I mean, to be a legit contender, you definitely, we have to go to Arlington and probably win. At Arlington, so for him to be have a shot at being a finalist, that's it's pretty cut and dry. Um.
0: I mean, it's I mean all but but players that are mainly going to just I mean we've seen it all out on ESPN and Fox. Is it's, it's going to be C.J. Stroud, uh, Bryce Young. I mean, it's it, I mean Caleb Williams. You you also had to include in there as well. I mean yeah. compared. But you do have to give a lot of kudos to Adrian Martinez. I mean, who you, who would have thought that Adrian Martinez would be in this position right now? Like to even be considered the Heisman race compared to to the way he played over uh, at Nebraska. Did Did you think? Did you really think he was going to be contending for a Heisman for a Heisman Trophy this, this season? At this point, I didn't think so. Yeah, but. I don't think he would put
1: up the numbers that he would right now, especially running the ball. I mean, we but, t- he's <laughs> he specifically mentioned that he didn't want to run the ball as much and wanted to, you know, he's trying to make the NFL, but I mean, if we're just going to dominate people in the QB run game, like he's going to keep running all day. So, yeah, I mean, 10 and two make it to Arlington probably win to be a top three, top five finalist. Um, And then you'd probably need some luck, you know, maybe hopefully, you know, obviously don't wish for this or anything, but an injury from a Heisman contender or, you know, a big loss from a USC, Ohio state, Alabama georgia any of those kind of things um so yeah he would definitely need to get some luck and then just have a, an exceptional season
0: um mm. now <laughs> i just it um okay i i was just i was just looking something up but i think i think arizona state's strongly on the verge of hiring scott frost as their next head coach. no way no way they're gonna they've, hire scott frost they've, they've as their been their head coach they've been through some interviews lately at it's starting yes. to look very possible, and I um, so. there was also there was also a snap from one from one of our recruits that Scott Frost was in Tempe, so oh. it's uh, Scott. it's it's very possible, it's very possible now.
1: I that that does not sound that sounds like a recipe for disaster because Arizona State obviously has some bad has a culture problem that they need to fix. I don't think Scott Frost is that guy, just based on what's happened at Nebraska and it just seemed like it wasn't a great spot to be in terms of the culture there. Um, obviously not winning, you know, obviously makes up for a bad or bad culture, but I think and, they need a different type of guy. I thought Frost, Scott Frost would just take a job as a coordinator. You know, I thought he would go that route before he gets back into coaching.
0: I mean, there's there's going to be a different level of, of expectations between Nebraska and Arizona State, uh, especially for Arizona State right now, which they are just in the biggest – they're just in the biggest slump right now. So, yeah, I mean, they're going to have to find someone eventually to try to, I mean, I mean, you're going to have an intern coach coming in for like the rest of the year, but, um. but for Arizona state, I mean, fair athletic department is a hot mess. Their AD continues to make the worst decisions possible. Their so. conference
1: is a hot mess.
0: <laughs> a hot mess uh oh, oh geez don't get me don't get me started we're not gonna get
1: to, we, this episode is gonna be long enough john let's not talk we, about conference realignment
0: we, we already got we already got one more we already got one more question we got yeah it,
1: it's off. a spicy one too yeah. all right last question here from colby uh is ku overrated so this is a complex question because it depends on because i think people have different definitions of where ku is at right now Are they the 19th best team in the country? No. So are they overrated? Then sure. But I mean, is KU bad? No, they're not bad. I think there's, I was, I was talking with my mom a couple of days ago, you know, seven and five, eight and four is probably where KU is going to be at. Like I would say, let me pull up their schedule for the rest of the season. Cause I think TCU is probably like 55, 45 TCU favorite. I would say, Um
0: and that's only the that's only the tip of the iceberg for for best stretch for KU. Yeah, they're
1: they're it does get worse from there. They're obviously they're at Oklahoma, at Baylor, Oklahoma stayed at home, right? That's pretty brutal. But it's not as brutal as we thought it would be because Oklahoma's not the team we thought they'd be. You know, who knows if Dylan Gabriel is going to start. Um, Baylor's not as good as we thought, you know, it's t- Baylor's the jury's still out on Baylor. It's kind of tough to t- tell right now. I need to see this- another game or two from them
0: little bit disappointing so far from what i've seen from blake shape and i yeah. thought it would have stood out a little bit more uh yeah. there's still there's still time for texas to just completely play like texas uh
1: yeah, yeah. late game in the season texas that's a pretty good break for ku
0: <laughs> big break for ku before they head, head to manhattan and tell a giant ass whooping on senior day but oh um, yeah um Look at some, I mean, looking at some of the other teams, I mean Oklahoma State. Uh, I mean, getting them a home is a benefit. I mean, going to going to Lubbock now is not easy. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, with, I mean when they had Matt Wells, nobody was bringing the excitement there, but like there was little to no fans in attendance. But Joey McGuire's there. Texas Tech look, probably look probably playing its best defense, but we haven't seen in a long time. And Donovan Smith, he's still a serviceable quarterback as well. So I mean, there there's. They're gonna get a little more fan support over there, which makes it a little more difficult for, for, for a team like Kansas. But I will I, I will come clean and say this. I have been impressed with with with, with K U and let alone Jalen Daniels. I mean he has just he has proved the haters wrong for the most part. is is he's not only been he's he's not only proven uh, in his passing game, but it's been in the run game as well. But he has been able to contend. I mean, a lot of people are are pointing this out, like but for Heisman for Heisman contention. Uh, like I'd pro- probably put him in the same team, the same team, <laughs> same tier as Adrian Martinez as well. Man, I, it's been a long night. That's already. all good. But,
1: yeah, uh, he's he's definitely up there. Yeah, he's right there with Adrian Martinez for odds. I mean, I think KU right now is a top five team in the Big Twelve.
0: I yeah. Mean, probably yeah. go
1: Oklahoma State. You know, probably and this isn't in order, but Oklahoma State. You know, TCU, K State. You know, maybe Baylor, OU, somewhere in there, and then you know, KU is probably right there at the four or five spot, um, yeah. just as of right now. Um, I if, I will. So, well, let's get back to this question of is KU overrated? I would say yes, not because I mean I know we're K State fans, so we're obviously very biased, mm-hmm. but. Do they deserve to be the 19th ranked team in the country? Looking at their schedule and some of the way they played and the fact that they're getting game day in Lawrence and all this love from the media, that kind of intrinsically will always make a team like that overrated. Um, because you know, that porta potty's gonna be a make a great guest picker, John. I think he's gonna <laughs>
0: that'd be amazing.
1: Oh my gosh. No doubt about it. You'd think. KU wouldn't want to, you know, you think they'd want to wait a few years so they can actually make some renovations to their stadium and have something serviceable to present to the, the national, the national media. But you know, it is what it is. You know, it's KU's first time having game day in Lawrence. So that's a really cool opportunity for them. You know, it's a great story. I've said it a few times before, but you can't, it's totally hypocritical as K state fans knowing our story to not be, you know, appreciative yeah. of what, of what KU is doing right now in football. Um, so uh i mean you know it's it's a good thing for the big 12 it's good for it's good for the rivalry yeah. Is ku overrated right now yes they're not going to be top 10 you know they're not going to arlington i don't think i think they will be seven and five eight and four go to the liberty bowl you know because they it's part of being a mediocre college football team you got to go to the liberty bowl and deal yeah. with everything with there um yeah. yeah so right now they're overrated but um i still think they're a good football team
0: I mean, just kind of look, just kind of looking at the teams uh, that KUS played. I mean, Tennessee Tech. Okay, uh, then you play at West Virginia, and just looking at West Virginia's re- res- uh, re- resume, they're the right worst now. team in the Big Twelve. They're the worst team in the Big Twelve. I mean, they got absolutely smacked last week by Texas. I mean, their they're only their only two big, I mean, their only two wins is against FCS Towson and and possibly the worst virginia tech team i've ever seen uh, in my life um that that's not going to cut it for west virginia um neil, neil brown it, neil brown doesn't is not the best when it comes to decision making they don't have any wide receivers west virginia is the worst team in the Big Twelve. which i mean i mean i i didn't think i'd be seeing that uh at this point during the preseason yeah um I mean Houston. I mean the preseason high, possibly nope. the best group of five team. Nope they they like not I even mean, close. Can't, they can't be two lanes third string quarterback. Like come on, guys. I mean like what are we doing? And you barely beat Rice at all. Please. I mean, yeah. I and mean, I, I mean the best team that the best team at Kansas has played so far is a four and one Duke team. Let that sink in. It's not West Virginia. It's not Iowa State. As much as a lot Especially of people the Iowa play.
1: state that they got,
0: I was state, state only scored 10 points against Iowa. I mean, Iowa State. De- defense is great, but, 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 but Iowa state should have scored way more with how bad I, Iowa's offense was. Um, but um, I, I'm just not ultimately impressed with the way KU's I mean, with the, with who KU's played. I mean, the way they've played so far, um, but besides the Iowa State game has been great. I mean, saw uh, Devin Neal, uh, Jalen Daniels, They've been getting some big plays. We'll see how Kai Thomas is is able to settle in for the TCU game. I think I think mean now, uh, what what's his name? Uh, Henshaw Henshaw he, Henshaw. Yeah, he might be out for the season. Uh, after yeah, that was a brutal injury, which is a- another reason why it's so weird to storm the field. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> But there's there's still plenty of games to go. But um, I I will admit that seeing KU seeing KU have have some success right so far. I mean this is their first five five and zero starts since two thousand nine. I mean it's you, you can't cut it. I mean you, you you can't make it up though. It's it's a great story, Lance yeah. Le, Leopold. He's really he's really gotten KU out out of a out of a dead for for so many years um and while while i do think it's great seeing them have so much success right now one there's too much media hype around them particularly (laughs) with fox with the fox college football page like every single post i'm seeing is a freaking ku it's it's so related to ku i mean it's just it it just it just annoys the absolute crap out of me um and then you, I mean, you also got to point out the schedule as well. I mean, TCU, yeah. TCU is going to be, I mean, they score fifty five on Oklahoma. I mean, They're I think really That's going to be that's going to be a fun matchup in which, uh, in which I'll I'll, I'll kind of I'll kind of branch off just just like one one more quick, quick topic. Uh, boycott boycott watching Texas and Oklahoma. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So, I, I KU. I'd say probably a seven to eight win team this year, but I'd say, I mean, even, even finishing the season on a disappointing note, kind of tell, kind of comes to, kind of goes to uh, to tell you where KU has been all along, thinking that the last few games of the year is, is disappointing. Yeah. Because all the games... I've been extremely painful to watch as a KU fan for about the past 13 14 years. So, well,
1: yeah, if they're even watching in general, they're probably I mean, the thing is, like, they're so bad. It's not like, you know, with K-State in our mid-2010s years where we're unbelievably mediocre. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's been we obviously had some good years with Jake Waters and stuff. But, you know, 2018 and 2020, stuff like that, where we're still watching, we're still invested in the team and we feel the heartbreak and it's there. Because we're care and we, you know, want the best for the team. Ku's been so bad for the last thirteen years; they're not even worth watching. So half of these fans that are at these games probably haven't seen a Ku game in like mm-hmm. since. Well, they probably watched they probably watched highlights from the Texas game, obviously, mm-hmm. but you know, they probably haven't actually like watched a football game for a team they really cared about in a long, long time. So, which oh. is why they don't understand that they they totally ruined storming the field.
0: Oh and, and this and the and this brings me back to one <sighs> one topic that, that just gets on my nerves. If there was more media like this in the nineteen nineties, do you think K-State would be getting this this uh, this much love that KU's getting right now? Because there was little to none of that. It took us back eight years. Night. Like <sighs> nobody, yeah, I mean nobody was 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 giving any respect hey say they had three winless seasons from uh, what was it 87 to 89 yeah and and then, and and then we got to the point where where we where we've been winning bowl games and all that we went to you know to the fiesta bowl at one point and the media is just like nope. You, i mean yeah. you're your, your it's like dude we're doing as much as we can at, we don't, at this John, point. we don't get college game day
1: until we're the third ranked team in the country playing a number top 15 Nebraska team. We hadn't beaten in like 27 years. That's that was probably the most important game in K state history. And I, mean, I wonder K- game day came.
0: I mean, KU uh, goes five and zero after this horrific stretch, having <laughs> to have Texas A&M get their butts, get their butts whipped by Mississippi state for game day to not show up to Tuscaloosa for Bama and AM. I and mean, And then on top of that, seeing how horrifically bad Oklahoma's defense is uh, playing against Texas that's unranked. I mean, like there's so many better decisions to, to, to just go besides having to uh, – Uh, now you got me i know it's
1: just it's such a delicate balance because like i am like i am happy for ku like and the good ku fans there are so many arrogant stupid ku fans on k-state like that get on k-state twitter say a bunch of stupid stuff they're so ignorant i know they're probably trolling but they're just so ignorant and they're so stupid and they're so unself aware of like what like we can we can Listen. see into the future, John. We know what's going to happen. We know what's going to – they're going to lose five games. They just Listen. can't see it because they're, like, just so high on football right now.
0: Because they're, because they're thinking to themselves like Alabama. Th- this reminds me of 2017 Iowa State. Um, oh, yeah. That's when example. Iowa State beat Oklahoma and Baker Mayfield and Norman, I was like, okay, is Iowa State for real? They may beat a top four TCU team. Bandstorm the field, the media, the media was just all over Matt Campbell and Iowa State, and and Matt stretched to towards towards last season when everybody thought, hey, this is the best team in Iowa State football history. Uh, surely they won't, surely they won't lose six games. Uh, next thing you know, they lose six games and they have, <laughs> and, and they just completely falter. Classic. I mean that, I mean I, I mean it's not the type of vibes I'm gonna get from Kansas. Um, but Kansas hasn't sniffed a top twenty-five team yet. They haven't even sniffed, but the, the top five teams in the Big Twelve last year. Like, come, come on, guys! Like, KU needs to be like actually battle-tested, not just facing a terrible West Virginia team, a mediocre at best Iowa State team, and Duke, the the, the powerhouse Duke. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let, let's. let's let's rank kansas now like everybody was on their high horses say yeah let's let's rank kansas after a big one over duke meanwhile let's barely let's let's try and not rank K State because they lost to a pretty solid two-lane team that's receiving votes and and just absolutely road graded Oklahoma offensively. Yeah um, I can't do I and then you know,
1: there's the stat that we haven't, you know, the five and zero start in, in the last ten years that KU's had one, and we haven't had any. You know, to be to be fair, John, we probably should have started five and zero at some point in the that. last ten years because mm-hmm. we. I mean, I actually went through it. I mean, we have the North Dakota State loss, right, which is brutal. You know, we have Arkansas State in 2020, um, but a lot. We just, I mean, we start every freaking Big Twelve game on the road like half of our losses are at Oklahoma at ranked Oklahoma state for most of them. And then, you know, we played, we played top 10 Stanford and Christian McCaffrey, I think in 2014 or 20, yeah, 2014. We played we,
0: Auburn. We played Auburn. And yeah, we
1: lost to fifth ranked Auburn by one touchdown. Like because, I'm our, so,
0: because our kicker was horrific. Yeah. Cause
1: was it Jack Cantelli? Uh,
0: I Anthony believe Cantelli? it was that I believe it was
1: man. Anyway, that's <sighs> besides the oh. point yeah god forbid we lose to fifth ranked auburn um (laughs) we're so sorry about that the Um, national
0: runner-ups of of the previous season auburn
1: yeah and then obviously a vanderbilt in 2017 which is so frustrating
0: that that one's the most disappointing loss in the snyder era yeah
1: that but but
0: but 2003 marshall lost hurt but but i mean but at least you turned it around Are, are you kidding me yeah like, oh, my god! So,
1: yeah, I mean, to, I will say to KU fans, we should have started 5-0 at some point in the past 10 years, and we've definitely underperformed early on in the seasons. I mean, Snyder teams always – we suck at the first game of the season every year. I mean, 2011, we have that game against Western – Eastern Kentucky? Western Kentucky? Anyway.
0: Eastern Kentucky. Eastern
1: Kentucky, thank you. Where we barely win. Um, But, yeah, that – anyway, there's just – there's some there's it's just such a fine line you have to walk on twitter where you want to you want to sound like you're making a competent point and you don't want to just be like trolling and then you also want to be like respectful of ku but sometimes they're just they're just so stupid you just like you just you're it's like a feel it's feel like it's it's just what having kids feels like like (laughs) so old john what are we doing we're yeah we've done 50 episodes and then look, look look at us now
0: it's a it's a new change in world.
1: We're talking. What KU's five and zero. Oh. God, we have a lot. Of, <laughs>
0: how long have we been
1: doing that? These this
0: pod for? I mean, I'll say I'll take Oklahoma fans. Like, I mean, if if we didn't lose to Tulane and beat Oklahoma, I mean, and and lost to Oklahoma, like I can take a few shots from Sooner fans. Like we had nothing to lose for Oklahoma, and maybe to like an Oklahoma Oklahoma State or a Baylor. But having to hear these bums from Lawrence. Who's on the same recruiting grounds as us? Who's had a lot of history against us, saints, vice versa, the other way around. Try to try to actually talk crap after playing a bunch of cupcakes. Uh, all I can say is good luck. Like, uh, if you're able to be TCU, okay, TCU,
1: uh,
0: I'll call up. I'll call up the horses, but if you, yeah. but if KU finds a, a way to, well, I mean. If KU finds a way to get blown out by TCU, there's going to be a lot of K-State fans going all over KU KU uh, social media. Um, oh, terrible pass. I mean, terrible <laughs> wide receiver from SMU. Uh, <laughs> d- but – Yeah, um, I'll just
1: say, John, if, if uh, KU beats TCU, like I might have to come back and revert some of these takes I've had because, I mean, that's – like TCU is good. If they TCU, beat TCU, like, like, man – but Max I
0: Duggan, Max Duggan and Sony Docs' system is whoo.
1: Yeah, they got something special there. But yeah, mm-hmm. we'll cross the bridge when we get there. We'll talk about it more on our live on our uh, show. We go live on Wildcat 91.9. John, we've done 50 episodes. Uh, I've done 50. This episode's going to be very long, uh, but that's okay because it's our it, 50th it, episode. It's,
0: it's what makes it more special. You get to hear us ramble about a lot of questions, yeah. you get to hear us rant about a lot of stuff
1: yeah and I didn't even do my full rant on how storming the field three weeks in a row is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life.
0: I mean, like we we, we got
1: and it especially is... like think about the game I, i'm I'm doing it, John. think about the Iowa State game. look at you play you had two first downs in the second half. Your starting running back is carted off with a horrific injury. Iowa State played so freaking bad. Hunter Decker should have had like 10 interceptions in that game. He could not stop throwing it at KU. And then they go down, they miss three field goals. And you're just like, holy crap, we won. I'm like, okay, I don't know. Maybe because k State fans are kind of cynical and maybe we need to be a little more, you know, take some of that innocent jovialness that, you know, <laughs> for young college football fans like KU. But like, if I watched that game, I would just be like, we did not deserve to win that game. Like, I wouldn't be like, all jovial i'd just be like well i mean we won that's cool but like we have a lot of stuff to work on but that's just young love i guess
0: well it ain't the prettiest performance but you know what we'll take (sighs) it i mean that that should have been the initial reaction by ku fans yeah (sighs) oh my gosh we're five and oh this is the best team of program history oh my gosh celebrate with all your kids uncles and grandmas and grandmas uh um but the thing that we're, like I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a tremendous get uh, I'm gonna throw a tremendous like ghastly gidget into the situation. Oh God, here we go. How the hell has Kansas not been reprimanded? I mean, oh. know like, how 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 TCU got reprimanded last, last week after storming the field. Texas Tech did. I mean Texas Tech did. We did it in 2019 the same week KU hey, beat Texas Tech and they stormed the field. They, None of those times KU got reprimanded. You cannot tell me that KU has the best security when their fans, I mean, when they have little to no fans storming the field. I mean, there's gotta be there's, there's gotta be a shove or two from 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 one of their fans towards whether yeah. it's a coach or, or a manager or a football player. Like there's no ways, there's no ways that could that KU would be easily caught. Uh, yeah, I, I got this one, John, whoever is
1: keeping whoever's in charge at KU from keeping their basketball team from getting punished for their what their five level one NCAA violations. Yeah, um, is the same guy keeping them from getting fined from storming the field. So or maybe that, they're just storming the field because they're trying to sabotage uh, their memorial stadium so they can get a new one built. Um, maybe, that's yeah. my working theory right now.
0: Maybe he's uh, maybe he's maybe he's spending all that money to to avoid all these horrific i mean to, to avoid all the allegations and yeah, the hypothetical down.
1: allegations that aren't rather, entirely rather hypothetical
0: than, rather than not sacrificing maybe maybe he's paying maybe he should have been paying for uh the for football stadium i i don't know i mean but memorial stadium like it is a freaking dump, man. It is an absolute dump. And you're telling me that, like, KU, I mean, we've seen so many, like, renovation plans from KU. It's never been done because because all their athletic directors always got the boot because of how horrific, because of either allegations or how or how ass their football yeah, program. Yeah, because they
1: hired Les Miles as their coach. That's a good reason yes. to get rid of an athletic director.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my gosh dude i mean that <sighs>
1: okay well i mean we started this colby look what you've done to us you, colby, you bring you up ku bro- and we've got bro- all this like we've probably been going half hour just making fun of ku and, but you know we're happy for them that they're fighting <laughs> out ku sucks oh my gosh their fans oh Twitter
0: gosh, are the worst their fans uh, listen
1: i sports hate <laughs> ku uh, you know i'll admit it i heavily sports hate ku
0: you know, whatever fan base I, I despise, Iowa State. Iowa, Iowa State. State. This and is good, if you want to
1: hear more about our Iowa State hate week and farmageddon and our um, boycotting Corn's of corn.
0: Down. Corn's down. Yeah. I Shuck Iowa State, man. Shuck Iowa State.
1: Yeah. Oh, wait. We, we, I think we did have one more question that we forgot to answer, John. Um, um, yeah, it's – from oh, okay. I just I just thought of this. Let's get off this KU tangent. Let's answer one more question before we get out of here. Right. Because yeah. um our your friend and mine, Jeremiah, forgot didn't use the hashtag Ash Jake, and Blake, um, but he did reply to our thing. So um let's give him some love and answer, answer his question real quick. So throughout all the all of the football games you've attended, which quarterback has been the most interesting to watch?
0: Which most quarterback interesting to
1: watch? So you've seen a lot of quarterbacks in your time
0: well geez uh, I, mean,
1: what, I mean
0: you could go you could there's some interesting answers you could go here John. and in and, and terms of, in terms of my lifetime i'd, I'd probably I'd, what well, jake waters was really physical yeah i mean he like he's taken so many shots and uh i mean he just always finds every way to get back up and I mean, but what was it the Oklahoma game in twenty fourteen? Like he he got through a lot of hits, but still managed to barely uh, keep himself on the field uh, against a Bob Stoops led Oklahoma team as well. So I, I'd put Jake Waters up there. boy, i I, I really I despise Daniel Sams. Record. Most interesting to watch. Nah, i I don't know. I just haven't seen a whole lot from Daniel Sams up. It yeah. really makes me impressed. Yeah. I Jake Waters. I, really, I, I don't what huh? Oh uh, no go ahead. I, Yeah, I I mentioned Jake Waters. Uh and in terms of a recency bias, I mean I don't want to use it too much, but I mean already seeing Adrian Martinez just find ways to get out of any pocket and scramble for his life. I mean that 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 is really entertaining to watch. It's like a roller coaster of emotions, just seeing <laughs> it. Uh j- just seeing him. Uh, avoid any sacks and just run for his life like a wild gazelle on the African safari. I mean, it's, (laughs) that's one way to put it. That's it. It is. It's the best way to put it. I mean, he's just, (laughs) he's, he's just, he's just, all he does is just, he he just keeps on running. He's like, it's like the Usain Bolt of our football team. Like he he just, every, like every step he takes, it's like, it's like he gets a little faster and faster. I, I don't know. He, he's been fun to watch. Um, you know, some of the connections back in 2009 as well. Um, uh, oh, I, I'm kind of blanking on, on this guy's name as well. Carson but, Kaufman, no, not Kaufman. Uh, great. Uh, what is it, Brandon Gregory or something? Uh, it, Who? It, it, hold on, it, it was the Iowa State game a, in 2009, a K
1: State quarterback
0: yeah hold on brandon gregory i've i've never heard that name before hold on let let me let me look this up i think i think i messed up a name man brandon gregory or brent no 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 i it the last name for sure is gregory i cannot i cannot think of uh who was uh who was the who was the quarterback
1: 2009 k-state oh Oh, grant gregory grant
0: gregory yeah 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 uh, huh. I mean, seeing Grant Gregory connect with Brandon Bangs during the Iowa State game—that was one of the most entertaining games I've seen from a K-State offense as well. Uh, I mean, of course, you got to bring up—I mean, you got to bring up Colin Klein as well because I mean, Colin Klein is just one one of the top legends that I've seen play as well. Yeah,
1: but I, the thing is, John. Again, it's interesting to watch. Was Colin—I mean, Colin Klein—was he the most interesting to watch? No, like he was—you know—he'll get you the numbers, but he wasn't exactly the most flashy. I think Waters is the answer. I think Waters is probably one of the most well-rounded quarterbacks K-State has ever had.
0: Definitely one of the most underrated players in history. I mean, he he has been, he has been like really overlooked by, by many K-State fans in the past. And I mean, he was, I mean, he was just like a complete bulldozer um, for, for K-State's offense. And you also got, I mean, and he also had a lot of connections as well with Tyler Lockett. Um, You know, just, just, I mean, a lot of people really, a lot of people really underestimated him back then.
1: Yeah. Well, especially because, you know, you come off the huge 2012 year and you think we're going to start rebuilding, but we get this transfer quarterback who's just, you know, he kills it. So uh, yeah, Jake Waters definitely, uh, definitely deserves a lot of love. And the question for me is, uh, well, first of all, (laughs) have you ever considered having me back on for an episode, you know, Jeremiah, Um, you're definitely in my thoughts about having you on for an episode, but it's just tough, you know, during conference play and uh, everything When we're getting really busy and we're trying to get other people on. So anyway, um, uh, so, but no, but seriously, who's your favorite K-State athlete? Will Spradling.
0: Will Spradling. Thank you so much. Uh,
1: Will Spradling. I I... uh, I don't even, I mean, I don't know if that's just the first person that came to my mind. Um, I'd probably go Jacob Pullen.
0: Jacob just classic. You know what? I'm I, I'm gonna go a few. I'm gonna go Jacob Poland. Yeah, he's um, just like he's got
1: he just brought that swagger to every game. And like he's just a dude that like you always want on your team. Like you you just love to have him on your team. He's a great leader. Like, you know, he pushed everybody in practice. You know, everything that all the stories he told when um he went on Bosco's boys, you know, it just made you love him even more. So yeah, Jacob Poland for sure.
0: I mean all-time leading scorer at K-State saw him I, I mean and even this summer we saw him play at the uh uh Purple and Black in the TBT tournament. Yeah, Oh and my gosh. Seeing him take that final three-pointer like that really brought back some that some oh. of that, those good memories just seeing him launch from and, from that deep. Yeah, and oh. only and
1: to think like if we got if we got Michael Beasley and we actually had like 10 guys on our roster, what could have been. What could have been, John. Million dollars.
0: Could it have a million dollars and embarrass the hell out of the aftershocks. But you know what? It is what it is.
1: Yeah. I can't hate that. I can't hate Wichita State's alum team too much. I did love watching Wichita State basketball was a ton of fun to watch in the mid 2010s.
0: Connor Frank Camp was 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 pretty fun to watch as yeah, well. I
1: Connor Frank Camp and his amazing hairline, so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> anyway, John. Well, 50 episodes in the books. Feels pretty good. This one's going to be very long. Um so yeah, first, I mean, before we go, we need to thank the people, obviously, because we wouldn't be here if you wouldn't listen to these podcasts. So thank you so much. Um, it's something that's not something that we take for granted. Uh, you know, we put in a lot of work to make this stuff happen. And um, I mean, it's, it's truly a ton of fun. I wouldn't want to be doing anything else, you know, talking about anything else. So um, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much all for listening. It's, it's truly a, a uh, honor.
0: I mean, like you said, I mean, none none of us would be possible without the help of you guys on Twitter. Um, continue continuing to help help out uh, our algorithms, whether it's on Spotify, uh, our our student radio station, and all that stuff. Um, it, it I, none of none of us would have been possible. And and you know, Blake, I I think you I I think you for not only adding me onto the show um, at a time where I was really looking into getting more into sports broadcasting but um but the way you carry the show as well i mean this this man this man i i can't say more more enough he puts his heart and soul into into all these and into all the audio editing i mean it's just absolutely incredible blake yeah you just you <laughs> i mean you, you 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 do not have like enough credit for what you do and um i can i cannot think Thank you for uh, add, adding me on, uh, adding me on to your show uh, this uh, man last year as well.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, this show would be nowhere near where it would be right now if it weren't for you, John. So um, I, I think I got pretty lucky just finding some random guy who said he was interested in doing a, a radio show. So uh, I think it's all it's all worked out pretty well. So yeah, I've always I always have a ton of fun doing stuff with the audio, you know, making our stupid intro with a bunch of different shake and bake stuff, our cringy, our cringy as hell <laughs> trivia, trivia intro. Trivia. <laughs> <laughs> our extremely over dramatic Willie Archive trailer and all the other stuff that's with that. Um our, our unbelievably over dramatic tribunal ceremony for Alek scoring 61 points. Uh <laughs> That stuff is always a ton of fun. Even the the promo that I'm working on right now for the Chili Crawl boxing press conference is, <laughs> you know, if you're ever listening to Wadcat 91.9, we'll probably put it on our socials at some point, so hopefully you'll be able to hear it. But it is, it is so funny. Um, so yeah, I enjoy doing that. Um, and I can only get to do this stuff because of the people who listen, and so thank you so much. Um, we should probably get out of here, John. It's getting past my bedtime. So um, it's
0: only 9:20, dude. Wait, stuff to do gosh i mean you got stuff to do that's fine but she said it's it's my bedtime it's like dude it's, it's a college vibe you gotta you gotta, it's, it's, gotta start one? it's
1: wednesday night gosh i'm 21 now i'm getting old anyway <laughs> 50th episode in the books we got to do it 50th to find out our 50th time because i don't know if we did in our first episode but cats by 90
0: cats by 90 emo.